Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is really good to be back this week. As a lot of you know, I was gone last week on vacation, and we got to hear a fantastic, or you guys got to hear, a fantastic workshop by Carlos, written in pain, on performance poetry, and uh, I know that you enjoyed that. But it's, it's you know, it, as good as it was to get, okay, I'm not going to lie, I didn't want to come home. I was going to say, as good as it was to be gone, I'm so glad to be back, And but I have to tell you guys, seriously, I had so much fun that it was really, really, really hard to get in the car and head home. I was trying to figure out a way that I could drive down to the, the closest town and and use their internet cafe so that I could do the show this week because I just, I was not ready to leave. It was so beautiful up there and I had so much fun. A lot of you, I don't know if yes, there may be some of you that don't know, um, but last the last 15 days I've been gone on a paleontology dig, which is one of the things that I do, the study of fossils, one of, one of my other nerdy sides besides being just a poet. <laughs> and so I went out and, and was playing paleontologist for about 15 days out camping in the wilderness all by my lonesome. It was so amazing. And I uh, actually made a discovery. Okay, this is this is how nerdy it is because I am so flipping excited about this. I, I could have struck gold, and that this would run a this would run a close second to striking gold for me. But I found. No, I'm in Oregon, so this doesn't happen here really. Uh, I found articulated fish fossils. Where in Oregon you find a lot of bones, fossilized bones of fish. You hardly ever, it's very, very, very rare to find articulated whole fish fossils. And I found them in a place that they didn't normally know they existed. So, yeah, I'm really excited. So I'll figure out what I'm going to do with that information and my samples and and all of that. You know, part of me wants to say, nobody's going to know. I'm just going to go back there and get fish forever. And I'll leave in my will the map kind of like... Oh, who was it? Fence Treasure or, oh, I don't know, what is it? The Lost Dutchman Mine. Yeah, I'll leave clues to where the fossil site is, where these rare fish are. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. But anyway, it was just, I just have to tell you, that, you know, I appreciate appreciate you guys giving me that week off so that I could go out and just kind of rejuvenate myself. We had all the forest fires here in Oregon, as you know. And so being able to get over to the east side of the state where the sky was all sunny and bright and clear and beautiful was just a real blessing, too. So thank you guys for giving me the week off. I appreciate you. It was an amazing gift. Not like you had a choice, but, you know, I just want to thank you for it. You know, you've been doing this for 14 years. It's not easy to take a week off. It's not easy to go away and and just, oh, I'm leaving my kids. We're like, it's like, I've got nobody to put out food for the cat. <laughs> so 
So, yeah, it was a blast, I have to admit. Had all kinds of fun things happen. But I don't want to take up the whole show sitting here talking about that stuff. So I want to go through some things really quick. First of all, if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are interested in putting together a workshop with us, shoot me a message. Probably the easiest way would be on Facebook. You can get a hold of me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, dot Alicia. A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know uh, what you want to put together. You can do these anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, however much time you need to take. Basically, we'll just go till you're done. You can do this pre-recorded. You can pre-record them on your computer. I can do a conference call with you and pre- and help you pre-record it if you would like. And uh, Or you know, if you don't have an actual computer with a recording program where you can do that, we can do a conference call and record it that way. Maybe I could interview you a little bit at first, talk about what you're going to do, you know, why you're excited about doing it, and then just shut up and mute my mic and you just go into your workshop. You can do that, pre-record it that way. We can do a combination of both. We can play the pre-recording first, and then after it's done, go live and talk to the listeners, find out if they have questions or anything they would like to share. Just let me know what you want to put together. We'll get that done. Also, before we go any further, I want to make sure that we thank our sponsors for this year, the people who stepped up to the plate and helped me to cover the 2020 broadcasting license for the Speakeasy Cafe. And, you know, just it's something I'm so proud to be a part of, you guys. It'll be at the end of next month, the end of October, will be our... 14-year anniversary. We'll have been doing this for 14 years together. It seems unreal. But, yeah, we'll be celebrating 14 years together. So I want to appreciate those of you in the community on behalf of, you know, not only the Speakeasy Cafe, but all of the the readers and listeners as well uh, for helping keep our broadcasting license going for another season. Sponsors were Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. Owen Sapien, who I just uh, talked to a while back, and he's <laughs> he's being a vagabond man traveling all over the country, you guys. I know some of you have asked me about him because we haven't heard from him for a while, and he doesn't always have Internet service. He's kind of being this gypsy child and traveling all over everywhere, and he's been spending the summer host doing being a camp host up in the National Forest and uh, out there with his wolf puppies. And uh, Mrs. Being Here that has sent me some pictures, and I know he's having a lot of fun, and that's really good for him. I'm really glad that he's out there playing in the world. So we miss you, James. We're thinking about you, even though you're not here. Next sponsor, Richard Ward and Colm Kennedy-Hulm. I want to thank you guys so much for helping with the license this year. We love you. Thank you on behalf of all of us. Next, I am going to play. Oh, no, next we do our home. Aha. Yeah. You think just because I'm gone, you guys can get away with not doing your homework by tricking me and making me mess up. I know you did that. That wasn't me. <laughs> all right. So, your homework. I got to give you your homework and your assignments and all that good stuff. So it is time for. I need to do like a little audio 
thing or something, a, a track to play for this. But it is time for dun 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 inspiration from the inkwell. <laughs> We're going to start off with your journal assignment. So grab your journals and jot these down. As I go through these tonight, if you don't catch them, that's okay. Don't panic. Uh, you can come back after the show is over and listen to the archived, archived uh, podcast of the show and start and stop to your heart's content and get these written down. With that being said, if you're ever sitting there, by the way, one night and you can't think of something to write about, you can just go to the first 15 minutes of any show. And you can find those in there. And you can just be off and running if you need that little push. All right? So, journal assignments. They're called a journal assignment because I want you to actually write them in a journal. Spiral notebook, I don't care. Something. Just not backlit. I don't want you punching keys. I want your hand connected to a pen or a pencil. I want it to be dragging across paper, scratching it into the surface, staining it. Okay? Your brain thinks differently when you write with a pen, when you write, write long-handed that way, when you're not clicking buttons. So at least for the journal assignments, because these are one-on-one times, yoga pants time with your, with your uh, brain. Okay. So get that tangible connection to your words that way. I'm going to give you your free writing poetic analysis first. And this is an ongoing journal assignment we have been doing. What we are doing um, will be free writing, but with a pretty cool twist and kind of a structured twist. We are using the first lines from, from, from some famous classic poems as catalysts for our free writing poetic analysis journal assignments. So with that said, I want you to Google the poem I give you and read it first Read it a couple of times, um, but don't just read it. Listen for the poet. Listen for the message inside the words. Hear them. Fill the words. This week's poem is by Rupert Brooks. Uh, the poem is probably Brooks' best-known poem, and it is titled The Soldier, which is a war sonnet that he wrote in 1914. So find this poem. The Soldier by Rupert Rupert Brooke, and Google it. Read it, listen to it, feel it. After you're done and you're ready to write, I want you to open your journal and write the first line of the poem at the top of your journal page. And, you ready? The first line of this week's poem by Mr. Brooks is, If I should die, think only this of me. If I should die. Think only this of me. Once you've read the poem and started by writing the opening line, I want you to just keep writing from there. Write whatever comes to mind. Just keep writing. But instead of just free writing, like we were doing on your uh, journal assignments before, this is free writing poetry analysis, meaning you will free write your thoughts about the poem. Analyze what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it, what it made you think of. You know, what do you think the poet was trying to tell us? What confused you about the poem? What did you think of the poem's form? You know, what did you relate to in the poem? What made it ha- what it made me made, about it made you happy or sad? What did you think of the rhyme scheme or the lack thereof? The language used. How would you change it to fit modern times, or how does it fit modern times? 
You know, how does it fit your experiences you've been through? How do you relate to it? You know, what would you ask the poet if you could sit over coffee and talk about what they wrote? Think of all of these things and just analyze the poem, talk it out in your head, have a conversation with yourself, a conversation with your muse. You know, ask yourself why you feel this way about this poem. How do you feel about it? Write for at least 10 minutes anything that comes to mind as you explore and analyze and discuss the poem with yourself. So once again, the poem is The Soldier by Rupert Brooks. And the first line you will be starting with is, If I should die, think only this of me. Write at the top of your journal page and then have some fun from there. Writing exercise. Now, exercise is different than your journal assignment. Journal assignment is your one-on-one time, you know, Om yoga pants time with your head where you're all chill together and, and connect one with the universe. Your writing exercises is where you put on the sweatpants. You know, th- this isn't going to be pretty. <laughs> this is not for popular consumption. This is not for anyone to ever see. This is time for you to just push your brain, step outside your comfort zone, write about things you've never written about, uh, write about them in a way you've never written about them, whatever it is. You know, basically, what I really want you to do is I want you to climb out of your brain. And with your exercises, I'm kind of stealing you away from writing poetry. And instead, with this, I want you to write a short story or a narrative prose or something along those lines. I don't want you to overthink it. I just want you to spit it out, stop, and start again. If you're halfway mid-through and you think, oh, wait, this plot would be better, I think I should do that, just put a line through the paper noting that there's a block and... Then start writing in the direction you thought. Don't erase, don't scratch out, don't anything. Just keep writing um, and just let the story find itself. You know, follow your muse. Don't don't make it follow you. They don't like that so much. So what I've been doing is I want, I've been giving you scenarios. And this week, I'm not, there's not a lot of detail. It's going to sound very, very simple, but believe me, it's definitely not. I want you to, this week, I want you to write a story, an actual story. You can decide how long it is. I want you to write a story with a child narrator. So the person telling the story is a child. So write a a story with a child narrator. And like I said, this may sound simple. But it's way more challenging, and I think that makes it way more fun than you would first think because you really do have to think. You have to remember how the world is perceived by a child, how imaginative and magical their thinking is. You know, climbing up in the apple tree and standing on those two boards that you've you've nailed to the, the branches you know, and that becomes your pirate ship and the wind moving the, the tree branches becomes the motion of the sea. I want you to remember how easy it was to transcend yourself somewhere else. But I also want you to remember how literal they are. They don't have life experiences. They don't understand some of the social context of the way things are said how that can be different. And they take things very literal. 
They don't have the vocabulary that we have. And so you have to take your back, yourself back to that place where you didn't know everything. And think about how little or literal there they are. Like one time, I have this, actually I have a poem about it where uh, my mom, I, I hate moths. I'm terrified of moths because they dive bomb me, right? And she used to tell me that they are attracted to my inner light. And I literally thought I had an inner light. I thought there was a light that the moth could see. And that's why it dived at me like it did a light bulb. So whenever I would see a moth, I would close my eyes real tight and I would put my fingers in my ears. And, you know, I actually would, like, push my upper lip up so I was trying to make it so that my upper lip would cover my nose in case there was any light coming out of my nose. But I would sit there and close so the, the moth couldn't see my light. My brain didn't understand that my mom was being metaphorical when she talked about I had an inner light. I thought I really did. Another time, you know, she used to tell me, I'd sit on the, they'd be watching TV and I would be sitting on the front room floor playing and my mom would say, get away from that door, the draft will get you. And then one time she asked me to get something off the porch, a newspaper or something like that, and and it was dark out and I just started crying. I was so terrified. And You want the draft to get me. I mean, what's a child supposed to think? Don't play by the door. The draft will get you. Of course you can imagine what your brain would do with that. What is a draft? Oh, my God, it has these great big teeth. I didn't know what a draft was. I didn't have that vocabulary. I didn't have that understanding. I didn't know what she was saying. I just knew that I did not want that draft to get me, right? So you have to put yourself in that mindset as well, not only in the magical place of their thinking, but in the literal part as well. So... I want you to remember about how simple things were, how kids, you know, they don't complicate things with stressors like deadlines or mortgages or even, you know, they don't even have the true concept of time. Summer vacation was 12 eternities, you know. This exercise can be so much fun if you really kind of allow yourself to go there in that child space when you write. But you really have to think about think about it. So, again... Write a story about absolutely anything that you want. But this story has to be told with a child narrator. Okay? Next thing I want you to do, exercise number two. So write number two on your page. This is our pick apart a prompt. And it is to remind you that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is way more important than what you write. We all have muscle memory. We all have knee-jerk reactions. If I say the word October, we think pumpkins, we think scarecrows, we think all these different things. That's the knee-jerk reaction of our brain going to the most common image we have, images we have connected to that word. So I want to push you away from there. I want you to write the prompt at the top of the page. And then start a list of all the things and different thoughts, ideas, and directions. You could take that prompt. How many different poems could you write to that? Now, this isn't intended for you to end up writing a poem, but instead, think of all the poems you could write to it. 
All right, look deeper into the prompt itself. Try not, you know, try to think of all the different ways it could become or what all the different things it could become, all the different things it could stand in for, all the different, what you know, things it could be, the voice of the shadow of all that good stuff. So the prompt this week... I want the the prompt I want you to pick apart is a hawk. A hawk. The bird. A hawk. Again, write the top the prompt at the top of your page. Then make a list of all the different thoughts and ideas and directions you can take it. All the different poems you could write to it. How many things could the hawk stand for? B. Right. Keep your notebooks handy, by the way. You know, if you sit down and do these assignments, if you sit there and three days later you think of an idea, go back and write it down. Don't ever let those ideas get away. They're important. You're going to come back to that someday and think that's brilliant and need to use it. So make sure you always write them down. Now, I'm going to give you your poetry prompts. The difference between journal assignments and exercises, those are all things meant to help you grow as a writer. Your prompts, however, are meant to produce poems. So our prompt number one is, and you've, you guys always hear me talk about lists, and I've kind of adopted that for this month's topic, writing lists so that you can pull imagery from them. So you can, you know, be able to put things together that normally might not be coupled. I'm always talking to you about, you know, just like the pick apart prompt I gave you before. That's basically making a list of all the poems that could become. And so I just lost what I was thinking. Your list. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of like that, what I said before. But, okay, your prompt. Poetry poems meant to produce a poem. So I want you to, like we did last week, I want you to write a to-do list poem. So you could do this one, you know, keep in mind the the exercise, write the prompt at the top of the page, and then write all the things you could put on the to-do list, go through all of the stuff that you push yourself to find and find your poem inside that. But this is meant to become a poem, all right? I want you to write a to-do list poem. And I want you to think about the nine-year-old you, the you that was finally old enough to run out the back door and go play on your own and explore beyond the backyard without, you know, mommy following you. You know, it's that first taste of freedom. I want you to make a to-do list about the time when the world seemed like a blank canvas and your imagination was the paint, and your daring was your tour guide. Think of who your friends were or who your best friend was, you know, be it animal, animal mineral, and vet, or vegetable. You know, I want you to write about the nine-year-old you, the to-do list for the nine-year-old you, on the first day of summer when you've just woken up and the whole summer is out there waiting for you. The nine-year-old you. Write a to-do list poem. What is your to-do list poem for the summer? That infinite amount of time, that glorious, those glorious, glorious months. Okay. 
And I'd really love to see you guys bring back some of these list poems to the show. I'm really curious, you know, what you're going to do with those. You know, that's two now that I've uh, that I've given you tapping into your inner child. This is this should be this should be an interesting week. All right. Next poetry prompt number two. These are line prompts. They're seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. With that said, the prompt can be the title, a line in, or the general concept of the poem. It can be the title, a line in, or the general concept of the poem. There are five of them, so number your paper one through five. Now you can write five different poems using each prompt. You can use number one and two and five in one poem if you like the three lines and you think they fit well together. You can use one as the title and use the lines three and four inside the poem. If you get real real froggy, you can take all five lines and create one poem using all five prompts. So whatever you do with it is up to you, but they are seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. These are poem seeds. Okay, <laughs> so number one, number one is the sophisticated primates, the sophisticated primates. Number two, I held a fragile stem, I held a fragile stem. Number three. Arms like a rose vine. Arms like a rose. Arms like rose vines. Arms like rose vines. Number four. Slide under the door. Slide under the door. And five. Taste of sleep. Taste of sleep. All right, so that's your five prompts, line prompts for the week. The title of, a line in, or the general concept of, of, again, number one, the sophisticated primates. Number two, I held a fragile stem. Number three, arms like rose vines. Number four, slide under the door. Number five, taste of sleep. Remember, again, that pick apart a prompt mentality before you approach writing these. Have fun with them. I think these are some fun ones this week. Lastly, our ongoing projects for the year. For 365 days, for one year, I want you to write a haiku a day. Go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. Keep a little paper and notebook with you and if you see something, write it down. If it's only 15 syllables, that's okay. You can go back and fix it later. Just get those little poetic hiccups, those those haikus that are naturally in our head, and get them down on paper. At the end of the year, at the end of the 365 days, and I don't care if this is in January 1st, I don't care if it takes you 600 days to write your 365 days worth of haikus. If you miss a day, it's not an excuse to quit. Uh-uh. You pick yourself up, you brush the dirt off, and you jump right back in to the next day or the next week. It doesn't matter. But for 365 days, go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. At the end of the year, you're going to have 365 haikus. You can go through, find between 31 and about 60 of those, 
and you'll have a haiku book ready to be published. It'll be, it'll be awesome. So, yeah, that's your ongoing project for the year. And next is to remember to once a week, go out and do something that surprises yourself. Do something new, something you've never done before, at least that you've not done in a long time. Whatever that be, whether, you know, for the weekend or like mine, I took my, you know, I ran away for 15 days out into the wilds. You know, remember the book Where the Wild Things Are? You know, the, the one big monster that got, this is before the movie, before the whole social issue awareness movie that ruined the book for me. Sorry, you guys that love the movie, uh-uh. That wasn't what that book was about. It wasn't about the fact that he had a mental illness or disorder and, and social, blah, 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 uh-uh. No. <laughs> this was this was pre-movie. You know, that, that was just my favorite book in the world, you know, getting in trouble and getting sent to your room and then having your imagination transform your room into the forest and you have this amazing adventure. You know, sending to my room wasn't a punishment. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, but the the book, Where the Wild Things Are. So I've got this. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I have this. That, that guy, I've got, he's like my muse. I take him everywhere with me. I have him. It's the, the big guy that always has his arm out. I can't remember his name. He's my, he's my buddy. And so, yeah, there was some reason I was telling you that. But, um, yeah, write a haiku day. Fifteen syllables, I don't care, fix it later. Uh, at the end of the year, you're going to have a haiku book ready to go and have fun, explore your world. Oh, that was what we were doing. We are exploring my world. <laughs> I mean, if I read down the list, I'd get myself back in track. But just, uh, yeah, do something to surprise yourself. Get away. If it's 15 minutes or 15 days like I did, you know, you have to have input in order to have output. You have to stimulate yourself with new ideas, new things, new thoughts in order to grow as a writer. You have to live life in order to write about life in a way that's going to touch other people. Anyone can fake it. But if you live it, you can't fake it. So do something. I don't care what it is. Make tomorrow different, and you'll be different because of it. Keep playing with your ideas, playing with your words. Keep having fun with the task, your ideas and your thoughts, and in turn, your muses will have fun with you. So that's it. That's it for our writing assignments. Dun-dun, we're done. Yay. Crowd goes wild. (laughs) All right. Next thing we're going to do is we're going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a track recorded by one of you, the poets. So if you have something you'd like to send to me, you can send those to me. The word that is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Put audio track, recording, something along those lines, MP3 file in the subject line for me. We'll get those uploaded to the show's library, and we will play them for the world. The piece that I picked out tonight to start the show with is actually by the Mo Man, and it is called War. I know you are going to love this. Here we go.
learned about war when I was just a little kid. Behind Bible stories of David and Goliath were armies of my brothers at war with their neighbors. To us though, imagination had nothing on reality. Cause outside, south side doors, the vice lords had declared war on all black gangster disciples. And battle was ugly like that, cause no matter how well laid out the war plans are, there's always gonna be some collateral damage. Wasting money by murdering the worker bees. And it wasn't every day, but frequent to the point that news stories of insurgent activity in our streets happened just enough to erode the uptown confidence and safety. Kinda fucks it up for a few legitimate black entrepreneurial enterprises trying to build up a nation from within. Imagine what that does to a local economy. Now, make that the reality of every little hood nigga like me. General Patton was a bad mofo, but I bet he wouldn't have slapped Robert. Cause these schools taught dude they expect to fight at least once a day in PE. And his mom taught him discipline with the cord on the iron. And his dad taught him he wasn't shit and threw his ass out. And these streets taught him nihilism and how to not give a fuck. Robert was a real nigga. He learned that shit. Robert was twice as big as Larry, and Larry's a bouncer, nah. General Patton wouldn't have slapped Robert. Cause I know for a fact, last time Robert saw terrorists, he did his patriotic duty to defend his street. They found homeboy dead with over 15 slugs in him. Robert said it made his dick hard. When he saw that dude down in that uniform of blue on the wrong side of 12th Street, any side of 12th Street, he knew what it meant. It meant war. And it wasn't a battle of the bulge, but let me remind you that Robert was a big, big man. He fucked that dude up, and I lost a brother, and I lost Robert, and I lose like they lose, like we lose. Cause no one gains in war. Yeah, I've been there. It looks like slit arteries pumping moisture like the Nile from that dude that didn't make the payoff when the shakedown cops came. It smells like bums, homeless for weeks. Needing to score It sounds like it's gonna be a fight When Nene's mom found out her dad got fired today It feels like the cold winds of Lake Michigan Are gonna claim another life tonight Because the lights are off It tastes like wig vouchers and government cheese Bitched out by conservatives That all wanted to go overseas for the war effort And even though I ain't never took aim At anything other than wild game or an issue It don't make me not a soldier A man with intellect is the definition of resistance So viva la e virtu As I play with the sounds of familiarity As some wonder why hood music has the brass swagger of death by the dick Forgetting that in the hood we don't have the luxury of just learning about war We get to live it
Phenomenal, phenomenal poem. I have not heard him in a while. I've not listened to this track in a while, and and it's real emotional. It really. I don't think there's any way to listen to that if you really listen to the words and hear what he's saying. You know, he does a fantastic job of of uh, performing that. It was pretty powerful, amazing. I hope he knows we appreciate him. All right, once again, that was War by the Mo Man, and an amazing piece. Now, dun, 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 what comes next? What What is it that comes next? I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we do some spoken word here. So if you would like to call in and read the number 646-595-3965, that's 646-595-3965. If you would like to come on and read. Remember, if you are on hold, by the way, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. When I bring you on, please make sure you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading as much as and probably even more so important to have your name attached to your work. You know, I recently shared a, a list poem with you guys that I just really got me. I thought it was awesome. But it was not signed by anybody. It was a image file. And there was there was nothing no author. You know, so their work's out there and it's been talked about on the show for what, freaking four or five weeks now we've I've been using that as an example. You know, so that that poem's gotten all this attention on worldwide radio, and I have no way to say, hey, guy, hey, girl. They don't know. They have no clue that they're being loved on like this. <laughs> One of these days I hope someone's like, wait, wait, that was my cousin Vinny. They wrote that. Um, all right, so, yeah, make sure you introduce yourself. Make sure that your name is attached to your work. The next thing, you can read two poems to start out with. Please keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people waiting in line behind you. If the lines get too busy tonight and I need to change that at some point, I will let you know. Otherwise, you are good to go on two poems, um, or you can do one epic poem. You guys know what I'm talking about, so don't push that. You know, you know, don't do two. The howls. You don't do the howl twice. <laughs> I knew someone who memorized that entire poem. Any of you who know. Ginsburg poem, Howl. You'll know how long it is. And they actually could sit there and recite it by memory. That was the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my entire life. All right, so one to two poems, five-minute mark. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. You know, it's real important just as much as having your name on there. It's real important that they know how to find your work, whether it be on Facebook or All Poetry or Blogspot, whatever it is that you use. Make sure you have your information so they can come over and let you know, hey, I loved your poem, or hey, I really relate to you, or hey, I thought that was interesting that you what you wrote. All right, URL, very important. Next, remember, please, that we do have a mature rating, and that does mean that you're bound to hear just about anything on here, and you probably will, with the exception of adult porn poems. 
No bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B. Other than that, you're good to go. Don't push that envelope. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Don't want to mess up our rating. Next thing I want to do is give you the first three callers so you know where we are or where you are. I know where I am. <laughs> uh, so you know where you are if you're coming up fairly quickly in the lineup. Our first caller, as I said, is area code. I should have written these down when I started before I just like lean back. Got all comfortable and chill because I'm just coming off vacation. So as I said, 731 is our first caller. That's going to be followed by 419 and then 219. And then just because I know Mama will want to know is 216 after that. I do want to let area code 757, 832, and 902. That's area code 757. Area code 832 and area code 902. Know that you are not in the lineups. If you guys want to come on and read tonight, please press 1. That will put you into the queue so that I know I can unmute you. If you're here just listening and hanging out, appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. And Okay, I got you 902. Uh, appreciate you being here. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, you can press 1, and that will put you in the lineup. So we have 757 and 832. If either of you would like to come on live, press 1 at any time. Otherwise, let's go ahead and go grab. Hopping over there like a little green frog. Hey, it's 731. 731, you're on the air. This is Michael Todd calling in from West Tennessee. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful, Michael. How are you, sweetheart? Doing great. I'm a little out of breath. When you said be sure and have a URL ready, I realized I'm completely across the building from where the URL was, the person I'm going to read. I got here just in time to read, to tell you that Kelly Russell Agony can be found on Facebook.com slash A-G-O-D-O-N. That's how you find the writing page for Kelly Russell Agony. Now, I'm going to walk back across the store because that's where the stuff is I'm going to read. <sighs> Are you at work still? Yes, I am. Oh, my goodness. I, I, mean, I love I'm, it. I'm all, I'm all alone in the store, but it's closed up and everything else. No, don't tell me that. Mm-hmm. Tell me that you're having the customers, you're, you're holding them off with one hand held up in the air so the entire place has to be quiet and nobody's ringing up anything, nobody's picking anything up, nobody's moving. You're all just sitting there frozen in place while you do this. Between the customers and the people I work with on Thursday nights, when it gets close to 7 o'clock, people are like, sorry, I can get out of here. He's going to be on the radio. Got to go. Can't be around for this. (laughs) Everybody has to be quiet. They can't stand that pressure of being quiet. Uh, Hey, let me ask you, how is the audio quality tonight? Is it okay? Sounds great to me. Matter of fact, uh, I was kind of mesmerized by how good it does sound. So I moved my whole uh, project this evening into the conference room. I'm sitting at a big conference table with about eight chairs and swiveling around right here like a big dog. And I've got the mood lighting in where it's like faded up and down. It's kind of sexy, this room, really. Uh, Yeah, the sound quality is great. It inspired me. Do you have me in? Are we on like surround sound coming out through all the wall speakers? Well, I'm just almost completely deaf, so anything I do here, I can't tell which direction it's coming from. So the answer is yes. <laughs> Definitely surround sound. 
I even went to trouble to pick myself a nice hot cup of coffee about three seconds before you went on the air. Or before you brought then me I'm on. Then I'm going to start talking like, like this, 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 this. Oh, gosh, that's hot. Oh, I forgot sugar. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm, 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 I'm not supposed to have sugar. It wasn't supposed to be phone. hot. It was supposed to be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was freaky. It, this, this, I thought of you last night. I did, and you're all, your adventures out in the wild. Cause I, I got home about two o'clock in the morning, and I live so far out in the country. We're not country; we're rural, and uh, it's almost pitch black. There's a street light across the way, about a mile over. And I got out of the truck, and I looked, and there's my dog, and he was just kind of standing off, and he wasn't saying anything. Usually, he comes up and bounces off on me a time or two, but I didn't really want to mess with him, so. I took about a 50-step walk up to the walkway in front of the porch, and as I got up toward the door, I looked on this outdoor couch we have, and guess who was laying on that couch? Who? My dog. <laughs> I don't know what was out there with me, but I, I, it occurred to me at, at that moment, I was hearing a lot of coyotes. And I thought, surely not, but probably maybe. So I bet you had some experiences like that out in the... Wow. Do you do you want to know what the first or no the second night I was there, right? I start hearing. I had my trash up on this bag connected to the table, and I didn't have it hanging in a tree like I normally do, and and uh, um, it was connected to the side of the table, and I heard something out there in the trash, and I could tell it was big. It wasn't a little chipmunk, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I was just like. My God, what is it? I'm so freaked out. And the next morning, I get up and the bag's kind of ripped up. Everything's not scattered, but the bag's all ripped up. Something had definitely been in it, you know, nice and daintily. <laughs> so it, it was bugging me. I couldn't see any tracks or anything like that. You don't leave tracks in powder dust. You know, the one blow of the wind and your tracks are gone. So I couldn't tell what had been there. So I intentionally left food in the bag a couple nights later because I wanted to know what was out there. So I waited. I waited and waited, and about 1.30 in the morning, I heard it rustling in the bag. And so I opened the, zipped open the flap of the tent and dropped the light down so it lit everything up. And there was the biggest, fattest, fluffiest skunk I have ever seen in my life. Now, city okay. skunks you have to keep in mind, talking about learning things and experiences and the difference, okay? City skunks are nasty. You can, I can, as soon as one walks within a block distance, I can tell it's in the neighborhood. And they're ugly. Their, their fur gets tingy yellow, orange. So they're, you know, like these, they, they just look dirty and nasty and black and this orangish dark yellow instead of white. And they smell, oh my God, it's horrible. A skunk in the wild. I was maybe two feet away from that skunk, right? Yeah. I could not. I couldn't smell a thing. I could not smell that skunk. It had no scent, and that's it was pure white. It was a big guy, but his fur was pure white because it hadn't gone around squirting everything all the time. But it was. It was like it was so white. It was like glowing in the dark white, and it looked wow. like he had gone to the the salon and had his tail blow dried because it was just boom, big, puffy. This big puffy tail. And I said, what are you doing out there, little guy? And he pulled his head out of the bag and looked. At, didn't give a shit that I was there. All he cared is there was salmon in that bag. <laughs> yeah, that that isn't as, you know, that that was one of my experiences. 
with this animal. That's what we were talking about, right? Yes, there you go. Yeah, the coyote going out in the woods with you. I I know what we're talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's go to poetry. Let's get in. I've got to get into my Kelly mood here. You have to get into a certain persona with her. It begins with slow down, even though there's nothing slow about her. She's a she's a whirlwind. She's like a Tasmanian devil. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I've seen her read live, and when she gets done with her part, she takes about one and a half steps as she turns to her left and dives at her chair. It could be 30 feet away. She'll hit it on the fly. So she's just a ball of energy. Kind of it's very infectious. Anyway. <laughs> I've got to slow down to read this or I'll mess it up. This is entitled Magpies Recognize Themselves in the Mirror by Kelly Russell Agadon. The night sounds like a murder of magpies and we're replacing our cabinet knobs because we can't change the world, but we can change our hardware. America breaks my heart some days, and some days it breaks itself in two. I watched a woman have a breakdown in the mall today, and when the security guard tried to help her, what I could see was all of us peeking from her purse as she threw it across the floor into Forever 21. And yes, the walls felt like another way to hold us in. And when she finally stopped crying, I heard her say to the fluorescent lighting, some days the sky is too bright. And like that, we were her flock in our black coats and white sweaters, some of us reaching our wings to her and some of us flying away. In Paul. It reminds me of recognizing yourself and someone else in such an intense way that you're either empathetically and drawn to yourself, to them, because you feel yourself there and you just want that comfort, or to run away because it's all too clear. You know that I I thought that was a brilliant piece of writing. Me too. That, that was my interpretation of that. I thought it was. I thought it was incredible. She kind of wears her heart on her sleeve, but in a good way. Very sincere. Well, it's a very sincere person. Very loving person. Very caring person. Um, okay, I'm gonna hush. I sound like I'm. I like her. You sound like a fan. She's a great writer. Yes, I'm a fanboy. It's me. <laughs> All right, now I'm picturing you in knickers. This just needs to stop. You better stop soon, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Scraping up my knees. (laughs) All right, so so, uh, are you going to read one of yours for us tonight as well, Michael? Yes, let me. uh, Just so happens that I posted something the other day, and it's about animals, and since we're on animals, I guess guess it was just right in line. it's prose, it's not not rhyming poetry, okay, so sorry for the breakdown here. It's called uh, it's called Armadillas, okay. You know what an armadillo is? Of course. Okay, good, good. 
That's right. You're from Texas. What am I saying? Okay. Armadillos. Most nights when I drive home from work, I listen to the Internet radio with my lightweight headphones. And since the spring thaw, I've been hooked on the oldies, especially those elevator instrumental tunes, the ones you can't recall the name for the first two minutes and then it hits home and you say to no one in particular, Helen Reddy. Because she sang that song back when she was a big hit with the housewife crowd and getting rightly famous. But hey, I will admit, she played a good part in Pete's Dragon, who had his own name in case you didn't know. Pete's Dragon was named Norman, but his close friends called him Bert. Not that a dragon has a great many pals. Now, I know there's no such thing as dragons, but if there was one, there is no doubt I would run over that scoundrel while driving down a winding river bottom road in the fog along about midnight while fighting to stay alert while listening to an 80-piece orchestra playing Moon River. And the proof is in that is armadillos. For any of y'all that don't know what an armadillo is, just imagine a possum wearing a football helmet and track cleats. I don't know what the lure of a river is, because surely to goodness those gallivanters can't swim. Oh, I suppose if you flip one over on his back, he might float, but at some stage he'd pull that roly-poly maneuver, and then it's glub, 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 he gone. Can you imagine the size and species of fish it would take to eat an armadillo? For sure you can, but I can't. The reason I sold off my aquarium was I could not, for the life of me, pick names for a fish. Now, when my daughter Caitlin was a wee Todd, she could sure name her some fish. And while I was proud of her, when she would see a hundred new fish and call them by new names, names she was going to remember right up to the day we found out that guppies don't mix with goldfish because the goldfish ate up all the guppies and turned that water tank into a shad pad. Those goldfish sure were happy, especially when Caitlin said, Look, Roy is having another batch of fishes. Roy, I told you I was not good at naming fish. Well, the point of this story is I'm going to let you in on the good news that tonight came to me. If I was to listen to some livelier music, I might be a little more alert. And sure enough, when I was crossing the third bridge, I saw an animal right smack in the middle of the road, but it was not an armadillo. It was a goat. I mean, a real live goat. I hit my brakes and stopped just short of buffing his beard. I opened the car door to make sure he was okay, and sure as I did, that goat climbed up and over me. I said, seriously, fella, you cannot ride in here. And he said, why and honestly, I did not have a good answer for that question, so I drove over the fourth bridge and on toward the hills where I stay. Now, while that goat is sleeping in the porch swing, and even though it's 2.30 in the morning, I'm dying to call Caitlin to get a good goat name from her. And I can just hear her now saying, Daddy, if I name it, you can't eat it. I don't know why she always says that to me. She ought to be telling that to the goldfish. In peace. I think that may be one of my favorite things I've ever heard you read.
I don't know anybody that writes like you. You have such a unique and incredible way of writing, Michael. Thank you. You're welcome. It helps to base a story on truth. It needs at least to be like 2 or 3% true. <laughs> what part wasn't true? The goldfish didn't eat the guppies? Well, that that dragon and peach dragon, his real name was Elliot, but that didn't really fit the deal, so I sort of made up Norman. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Caitlin was the worst at naming fish it's ever been. She had five consecutive fish named Bam, B-A-M. Every time one would die, she'd get another one and try again. And there was always a Bam in the aquarium. <laughs> uh, I probably should have told that on the poor kid. Lord knows she tried. I love that piece. I, love, I would love it if you would record that piece so I could put it in the library. Could you do that for me? Sure. How do I do that? You download WavePad off from download.com and put your headset on and record it and send then send me the MP3 file. Okay. Email that tidbit of information for me there, hon, and I'll, I'll work on it for you. Okay. All right. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Thanks. Five gold stars okay. for you, buddy. You know what time it is now? I know what time you're going to say it is. It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Thanks for your time this time. Until next time, Nala. So long. <laughs> Good night, sweetheart. Appreciate you, Bye. honey. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 419. Four one nine, you're on the air. Hi there, Agent Four One Nine. You know, last week I called in and I was so disappointed because you weren't there. But I didn't know because I a couple of weeks I had been busy and I couldn't get on. And then last week I tried and I was so sad. <laughs> I I was out playing where the deer and the antelope roam. I was on vacation last week. I actually took a week off and we had the workshop by written in pain instead. Yeah, well that was that was awesome though that you was that if you called in did you hear it? Because when I called in it didn't have anything on there. Um a you wouldn't have been able it, you wouldn't have been able to call in and listen. But you could oh, have gotcha. listened to it online. Okay, gotcha. And I don't have a computer so I always just call in. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. you wouldn't have heard anything. <laughs> but I missed you regardless. I missed you regardless. <laughs> I missed you guys too, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I had a, I had fun. I, oh, I, don't I after that everything that's been awesome. going on, I was so ready, so ready Aww. for a break. You know, with ah, being stuck at home. I need home one of those. <laughs> right, get get out and do stuff and discover, travel. <laughs> it, it was phenomenal. <laughs> Sit out there with no ambient light at all and. Watch satellite after satellite go by, and sit there and and be able to see the Milky Way and and yeah, it, it was just it was awesome. It was awesome. Where where were you at and what state were you at? 
Eastern Oregon, the the high deserts in Oregon. Okay. Oh, sweet. I I I, I was in Oregon once uh, driving through, but yeah, it's beautiful out there. <laughs> the rainforest and stuff. Oh my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> beautiful country. That's all I say. But yeah, that's cool. I so I need a I need a vacation. That's all I know. <laughs> You I can need go one on like, one. I needed one yesterday. <laughs> you can go on one. I'll let you. I'll write you a note. Uh-huh. Dear life, sorry. Be <laughs> back later. I'll inform my boss tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> said I can go, so see ya. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll write a note. I'm a great note writer. Oh my God, I could write a note that would make him give you paid time off. I'm telling you. Oh sweet, sweet. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you have for us tonight, my dear? Okay, I got two short ones. Shelly doesn't ever write short poems, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if I said my name is Shelly Gambino, if anybody heard that or not. I'm Agent 419. <laughs> so the first one, Nyla, I have is called The Ascent. And it says, Sometimes I have to ask myself, is the push worth the pull? When everything in life is a challenge, when it all feels uphill. Constantly being stuck below, always finding obstacles with life's twists and turns, sometimes I wonder, is it worth it? What is the point when fighting has been my only option? And I just want to throw in the towel, yet I know I'm not a quitter. I just wasn't born that way. So I just keep on a climbing, with my sights looking up to the bright side, so I can fully ascend, and to one day exclaim, look, I've made it to the top. Until then, I will keep climbing the mountains in front of me. I will keep fighting for me. This life is all mine as I continue to climb. End piece. Absolutely awesome piece. I don't know why my mind kept going with the push and pull, because when you give a little, you take a little. So I kind of wanted to do more on that, and I probably will um, do that someday. But, yeah, I know it was a second line in there, but it's something gravitates me to the push and the pull. Like you give and you take, but instead of saying give and take, push and pull. I just like that. I don't know. Or ebbing. I have a weird mind. You could use ebbing. What? Ebbing. Or ebbing. That's a good yeah, one. That's cool. So yeah. I have an assignment for you. I want you to to be so you explore that and find where the trigger is. I want you to get a thesaurus out or go online to a thesaurus. I would much prefer that you all had a paper I might hardback know, I might know by thesaurus. <laughs> Yeah, I might know that by heart because when I was a kid and everybody else was partying and stuff in high school, I went home and read the thesaurus because I thought it was really cool. To That's think my of favorite a word book. I carry it everywhere. I want you to write down every word you could use instead of push okay, and pull. Okay, so push and pull. All the words you could that, use, all the things that in the, you know, would mean push and all the things that mean pull. Find as many different ways to say that as you can. Awesome. I and if you, you do that, that you're going to find that poem in there. Yeah, yeah, because I, I wanted to do it with a song, but I will take you up on that challenge for sure. Yay. Are you going to read a second one, my love? <laughs> yeah, I do have one more. And if not, oh, crap, go back. I'm sorry. I'm on my phone tonight because I didn't have my written copy in front of me. Um, This one is called Embraced Life. So, reflections back to happier times, moments of memories captured and stored into the recess of one's mind. Life, it pulls. Life, it makes us fall behind. Life, it pushes us forward. Life, never standing still in time. Life, 
a forever forward motion. We look back reflections. We look ahead projections, predictions. Situations and choices change us. Our perceptions, some blind, others clear as day. Thrives our beliefs in where we put our faith. Life at times provides certainty. Life other times unforeseen. Life our allowance to live. The precious gift given. The creation of special moments. Brings about memorable memories. Those that we choose to create. Those that we hang on to. Life to never be taken for granted. Life a journey we all take to learn from our past mistakes. Life is such a short span of time. It goes by in a blink. Be grateful, be thankful, and find beauty in every single day. Because one day, it'll be our life that will be snuffed out and taken away. Embrace life. Embrace the memories. Embrace the moments you have left. Live your life to the fullest, never holding on to regrets. Life works out in its own purpose. Let your life let you live. And peace. That was incredible. Thank you. You know, it See kind of resonates home with me again? because, you know, I would th- I was thinking about every day that I was out there, I was thinking, you know, I could be sitting at home, dicking around on the computer or doing dishes, but instead I'm out here. And when I, when I was sitting there when I was... I was sitting on the shore of the lake, and I had just got done splitting fossils all day, and it was super, super hot, and it was and I had sweat rolling down on my eyes. It was so hot over there, and but the breeze had just come up, and so I stopped, and I was sitting there, and I was staring out over the lake, and the breeze was cooling me off, and it felt so freaking good, and I looked down, and on my pant leg is a little baby scorpion, little, Aww. tiny, tiny, itty-bitty, <sighs> like it couldn't have stung me if it wanted to, I don't think. I didn't give it a reason to. I, I just let it climb off my, my boot after it climbed down my pant. It was going climbing down my pant leg, and I just let it run away. But, I, you know, I sat there and watched this little tiny baby scorpion, this little tiny itty-bitty thing, walk down my pant leg and climb off and go trapsing out of the world. Yay, I'm going to go be a big scorpion someday. And it was just it was this weird moment, you know. And and I was sitting, I'm sitting there thinking, I could be at home doing dishes right now instead of watching a little baby scorpion walk down my pant leg you know what 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 am I going to remember more you know and so I love that your poem talking about you know go out there and live life every day that you don't do something to feed yourself such a waste I think so I loved your piece oh thank you very much I appreciate that thank you (laughs) you're very welcome so do me a favor honey Agent 419, and tell everyone how they can find you. <laughs> um, I'm on Facebook, and I'm Shelly Gambino, but I do post all my poetry, um, most of it, and sometimes I recycle it because of a three-year poem. You know, my friends that I made in the last year won't see it, so I do have some redundancy there. But um, it's Poetical Intrigue on Facebook is where you can find my poetry, and that's for the public to see. So, And thank you for having me on your show, Nyla. <laughs> Absolutely my pleasure. And we'll talk to you next week, honey. Yes, I will tune in. Same time, same station. Now remember, next week, on on Monday, I'm having surgery for them to try to um, take care of some problems I had from a broken jaw a long time ago. 
And so I don't, that's going to be on Monday. So I don't know how well I'm going to be talking on Thursday. I will be here, but I don't know how well I'll be talking. So Christopher may be hosting the show next week for me, even though I'll be here. Uh, but same so, number and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be all, all the same number. Like, so I'll be here, but I may have Christopher co-hosting with me, depending on how well I can talk. Um, so, you know, make sure you have a couple nice, good, long ones, and and go easy on them. Okay. Yes, and I'll pray for you that everything goes well with your surgery as well. <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it, sweetheart. People need more prayers than the hatred out there. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah good luck to that's you. That's true. Now. Yeah, I'll be sure to tune in on Thursday. All right, honey. We'll talk to you then. Thank you, sweetheart. Yep, have a great night, and thank you, Nyla. You too. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. Bye. All right. Miss Shelly Gambino. Our next caller. Ah, where did 219 go? 219. 219, if your call dropped and you still wanted to come on the air, please press 1. Area code two one nine. You, I had you written down, and there you go. I want to make sure you don't lose your place in line just because you got dropped. All right, two one nine. You are on the air. Oh yeah, now this is brother on the line from East Chicago, Indiana. How you doing? I'm doing awesome, sweetheart. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing well. It's good to hear from you. I'll get it you too. What are you going to grace us with this evening? Uh, it's a love relationship poem I did two years ago. It's uh, my version of She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. It's called She Loves Brother One Minute, The Next Minute She Wants to Get Rid of Me. This is uh, actually based on the... Uh, past relationship I had so I did did my version of she loves me, she loves me not two years ago. And, uh, I haven't done this poem in a long time so I'm going to go ahead and do, do that for you for this evening. Okay. My dear brothers and sisters, have you ever been involved a relationship that resembled a roller coaster filled with a shares of extreme highs and lows, going back and forth while trying not to go crazy and succumbing your deep to your deep emotions for that brother or sister. Love will make you do crazy things that are beyond conventional wisdom, things that your logical mind wouldn't conceive of doing, things that are beyond explanation and understanding, things that supersede your judgment and things which cloud your eyesight. Now let me share some of my experiences in dealing with roller coaster relationships for a few minutes. One minute she deserves she desires to be my wife. The next minute she wants to play the field, the champion find Grass, which is supposedly green on the other side, translation. She's seeking the attention of another brother. One minute she fulfills my desires and pleasures, the next minute she got me taking cold showers. 
and not provide me with any seed. Translation, she must be fooling around with somebody else. One minute she loves me as a best friend, the next minute she treats me as a sworn enemy. One minute she's calm and peaceful, the next minute she's argumentative and nitpicking at me, flinching, making problems in minor incidents. One minute she's all lovey-dovey, the next minute she's extremely cold and distant. One minute she's commenting me for my love and faithfulness, the next minute she's out here accusing me of cheating on her with other women without the presence of evidence. One minute she wants to be with me exclusively, the next minute she wants to leave me for another man. One minute she's an angel, the next minute she's a true devil in disguise. One minute she treats me as a king, the next minute she treats me as a personal servant bound down to every wish and command. One minute she wants me to keep her company, the next minute she wants me to leave because she's assuming that I'm not paying enough attention. One minute she says I'm the man of dreams, the next minute she says that I'm that brother who caused her to have nightmares like Freddy Krueger. One minute she's truthful, the next minute she's a no good two-timing snake and lie for deceiving tricks. One minute she proclaims a deep love for me. The next minute she proclaims a deep brutal hatred for me. One minute she's got my back. The next minute she stabs me in the back with a knife. One minute she's all sweet. The next minute she has a serious attitude problem. One minute she trusts me. The next minute her deep-rooted fears and insecurities rise to the surface. One minute she praises me, the next minute she criticizes me to no end. One minute she's a virtuous woman, the next minute she's a no good woman. This type of relationship has been toxic to my mental stability for these ten reasons. I don't want a sister who has bipolar disorder, a sister who is insecure, a sister who has childish, a sister who is double minded and unstable. A sister was both bitter and a male basher. A sister was just plain sport rotten. And that's like a little kid all the time. A sister was just plain crazy. A sister was has serious issues. A sister who can't keep a real man. A sister who don't appreciate a real man. She needs to check herself before she wrecks herself. Because women like that are poisonous and toxic to her overall health and well-being, brothers and sisters. I would rather be content remaining a single brother and wait for a true queen than to be miserable. But a sister brings nothing but drama and trouble to the table every time I look at it in poem. You know, people can't help being made how they're made. Now, when you talk about the bipolar disorder, it's definitely a handful to handle somebody with the bipolar disorder because it makes them all of those things, you know. And But thank God that there's some people out there who can handle that, who, you know, yeah, can, can handle, handle a handful. You know, it's not for everybody. Not everybody can, can do that. You know, but I'm glad there's people out there who can make that just happen fine. Yeah. Great poem, sweetheart. 
really good insight on on uh you know how hard it can be to handle something like that, you know the challenges that come with it, so thank you right exactly like uh you know the poem is kind of like uh one poem is actually inspired by something that happened to me in real life. I was like a, a slice of my life. Actually, you know, it, you know, seeing that bipolar disorder, but she was acting like, you know, the lady was acting like she she had issues going on. I just, I just had to, wow, I just couldn't deal with it no more. So I yeah. just left it alone. Yep. All right, sweetie, tell everyone how they can come find you. Well, those of you who are, who are not connected with me on Facebook, I'm, I can be following the name on my brother O'Gallon on Facebook. That's the easiest way to connect with me and the easiest way to keep track of what I got going on. Awesome. All right, sweetie. Great job tonight. Appreciate you, and you will be here next week. I'll be back next week. Awesome. All right, sweetie. We'll talk to you then. Thank you, Brother O. Okay. Take care, and I'll see you next week. All right, baby. Okay. Our next caller. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There we go. Make sure I mark that so I don't get on there. There we go. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from... Area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Hello, Hey, Mama, how are you? Oh, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I tried it to call. was so much fun. I, I, t- I tried to call in last week, too. I was like, what? Did you? <laughs> yeah. You know, this just I tells me I how didn't... much you guys listen to me, you know? <laughs> but it's not that. It's just that we are, like, programmed. You got yep. programmed. So what you say, you have to re- reprogram us. Like while you were gone, I reinvented myself. So I what sent did you, a you do? Go look on your on your page. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Got to refresh. Did you just post it. Yeah, I just I just posted it to you. It, it was posted while you were gone. I have nothing to do with myself. I had to reinvent myself. Why is it not showing it to me? It's, it's right. It's right. It's on my It's a page on your front page. Okay. I don't know. It's posted Five on my. Pa- oh, there you are. Oh, look at you. Oh, look at you, Miss Sassy Pants. <laughs> That's my new look. Did you really, is that really, you? Your, did you do that to your hair? Uh, never ask your mother about her hair. <laughs> it's seriously. It's a wig. It's a wig. It's a wig. Uh, yeah. But the fun of it, just reinventing myself was just. <laughs> wigs are fun. You should think about it. I that's know. A, that's a, look, color looks awesome on you. Wait, makeup and everything. I don't, you know, I don't wear makeup. I just thought you'd get a kick out of it, so I sent it to you to say, welcome back. Oh, you look beautiful. That's a good welcome back. 
If I get one that color, you got to get one that color, too. It's blonde. I have blonde hair. Mine is red. That was red. Oh, it looks blonde here. And, and it's curly. <laughs> I'll rock it. So, okay. We'll, we'll see. And not for Halloween. Don't tell me to wait for Halloween. <laughs> you'll, you'll trick me and tell me to wait till like, the end of the month. Oh, anyway, anyway, I'm still in a tizzy about people pilfering my poems. What's so going, what happened? They just keep stealing my my lines and my poems. I got a poem called um, "Ain't No Freedom Ringing." I did it for you a long time ago. "Ain't No Freedom Ringing" in Mississippi is a poem about certain things that's going on down there. And then I go online and I hear somebody on the one of my, you know, poetry circles doing a poem called What's the name of it? Ain't no freedom ringing. Oh my God! I'm like I just can't believe this. It's just so they just heard that, that in yours and it inspired them to write that, or they just used it. That you don't stole use it. the same exact word. God, name the, that's the name of my poem. So that's the name of their poem. Then I did another poem called Just Sex. I go online, you're a lady. So what's the name of your poem? The name of my poem is called Just Sex. Oh, oh my God. Anyway. That one I can see being a little more common. Mm, not when you're in the same circle and you heard me do it. I mean, I can see that you might have picked That's it up true. because you heard me do it. But, uh, I can, like I said, I can forgive that, but still... It happens too often. It's like always my lines. I mean, I can say I can talk about Ruth in the in the in the Bible, and I ask what you know came first, the name Ruth or the word integrity or morals or ruthless or whatever. And the next thing I know, somebody's talking about Ruth in the Bible. It's like everything I say has got to be parodied the next day, and it kind of gets old. Like it's not good. So this is my rant. But this young guy, he was a, a rapper, and he was on Instagram. And people were stealing his lines a lot, too. So he had a famous line. Um, uh, but he used the N-word, so I'm not going to say the N-word, but he's like, these N-words up in here, uh, here's some new, <laughs> here's some new. Here's some new flavor uh, in your ear. But anyway, his name was Tayway. And Tayway was on Instagram, and he was given his location, and they drove up there and shot him. I guess wow. Out the door. So I'm telling you, you know, people don't understand, you know, uh, people's intellectual property. I mean, as poets, we're not going to kill you, but still, I mean, it's... It's, it's very upsetting for you just to know. Even when a, per, a poet is dead, you still give them credit. You don't just steal their stuff and act like it's yours. They'll come out the grave and haunt you. Anyway, the name of this piece, I named it after Tayway because um, I, I used some of his lines. And there's nothing wrong with giving a person credit and using some of their lines to let you, when you call their name and say, I'm giving them credit for using some of their lines. 
I'm giving or, you, you know, I, I heard I Mama reading this poem, Let Freedom Ring, and that the title really inspired me to write this one. Right, right. Yeah, it's just say anything. You know, I was inspired by another poem, anything. But just don't act like that's your poem because, like, it's just intellectual property. It hurts when you steal people's shit. Anyway, this is like understanding Tayway. His name was Tayway. And I guess he was stealing his stuff, too. So I used some of his lines in the thing to make the point. It's called Understanding Tayway. People steal your flavor when they want to kill you for your flavor. I can't wait till you get paid for your flavor so I can sue you for stealing my flavor. Do me a favor. Consider using your own labor. What goes around comes around. They will drive by and shoot you down. People put in work and will put you in the dirt. Stealing folks in select that really hurts. You keep siphoning lines like they're yours and not mine. You've done it several times. Like you done lost your mind, or you think that I lost mine. Your bars and lines are fine, so why you stacking mine? Soon you'll get a name, and it will be a crime to find that you stole other people's rhymes and not just mine. So come clean. And quit stealing. It's so unappealing. I mean, it's mean and disrespectful. People die for less, and it ain't worth the stress or the pat on the back. So come clean and call a name. Stay inspired by. At least we know you know, but yet you steal my shit. My shit, you steal, and then you write a poem to tell me how I should feel about my shit that you steal? You want to tell me how to feel? (laughs) On top of everything else, they wrote a poem to tell me after they read something I wrote. I guess they felt like they knew I was talking about them. (laughs) I remember when all kinds of crazy shit like that was going on all the time. One one world, one mic. Just write. Don't be upset. Just do it. Just write something. You know, stop stealing. (laughs) 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 Anyway, that's my piece. I loved it. Who doesn't like... (laughs) Like a good rant once in a while, right? I mean, you don't want to be. Okay, let me do my second piece to lively <laughs> up myself. You don't want to be ranting in poetry. I want to do poetry. I don't want to be facing all this crazy bull crap at a time like this. I want to enjoy myself. Here we go. This is the one I wrote. And I was inspired to write this by Donnell Lee. And he wrote one back in the 60s called uh, He's So Cool He Even Stopped for Green Lights. And so this is my version of We Be Cool. We be cool. 
is the name of the piece. Struggling, but cool. Cardboard in shoes. Still, we be cool. Just walk anyway. Sound cool with your jive talking. Be bop while walking. You be cool. Like individual swag, like sneakers and dress shoes, like fire hydrants and swimming pools. Cool is all there is, like big white T-shirts and blue jeans, peanut butter and bananas. If it was not cool, we knew how to make it cool. Like you know how we do. We who make things cool. We who make things be cool that was not cool, now cool. Cool like baseball hats and bandanas. Like what's up and what it be about. We make words have new meanings like that's that and getting fatter. We take cool to a new level. We got bands around our cool. We be that stacking with that cool. We be straight tripping with that cool because we be cool. In peace. <laughs> we be cool. <laughs> this was fun tonight, Mama. Okay, baby girl, I'm glad you're back. I don't know what we'd do without you. Did you bring me back some uh, gold nuggets? I didn't go looking for gold this time. I went looking for fossils. Did you bring me back any silver nuggets? No, I didn't go looking for silver. Did you bring me back any amber, million years old? Oh, I know what I did bring you, though. Speaking of, okay, <laughs> yes, I did find a rock I can give you. I didn't think about it. I brought your fossil, but I can give you. I've got something that I did dig out of the ground. When I was okay. driving up to one of the sites, there was a super dark green rock in a road cut. And so, you know, I, I looked at and thought, oh, I know what that, really? So I get out and I start messing around and digging in this road cut that they have, and I brought you back some opal. Oh my God, I'm excited! I love that. I love, I love natural rocks, and that's my thing. That's my thing. <laughs> okay, so. Um, so I'll yeah, I brought, I got you opal. I'll send you my address. Uh, you can send it through snail mail, and if you need me to send a postage, let me know. I'm gonna send you a couple pieces, and because I want you to make me something out of one of them, make me a okay. piece of jewelry out of one of them. No problem. Uh, you'll pay the postage there. I'll pay the postage back. Whatever. Okay. I'll probably add some more stuff in that I already made with my with my with my uh, on the way back too. So hurry up, hurry up! I can't wait. Right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. All right, Red. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs> bye, Mama. <laughs> bye, love. She looks so adorable in that. All right, next caller, area code. We have. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three. We have 902-573, followed by 717. All right, let's go ahead and grab 902. 902, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetie, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. It's good to hear from yeah. you. Yeah, it sounds like you had a great time somewhere in the 
far west, Oregon? I was over in the high desert of central east, southeastern Oregon, in the high deserts, yeah. Oh, cool. You know where I was? I don't know if you know much about history, but all of us have heard about the Oregon Trail, right? Right. And then the infamous Meek Trail? Uh, no. Oh, this know. guy who, this crazy, crazy scout who talked a bunch of people into trying to cut some a bunch of days off the trip by following him through this mountain pass, and it took him right oh, through right. the high desert and Meeks Pass, and a bunch of people died and and all this stuff. So when I was up there, I found the grave of the original headstone and everything like that of Sarah Connor. I believe last name was Connor. I've got a picture of it. Um, died in 1832, and she was part of the first uh, train of a thousand immigrants that came across on Meeks Trail, Meeks Pass, and died because of it being the terrible trail. Really uh, correct cool me if I'm history. wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Sarah Connor the heroine in Terminator? I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, the woman that he came back after to kill because she was the mother of the guy who was reading the resistance or whatever, wasn't her name Sarah Connor? It was. And I don't remember if Connor was exactly the last name of this lady or not. It was something like that. Chambers? Sarah uh, Chambers, maybe? Something like that. I started with a C. But, yes, that's okay. who Sarah Connor is. Okay. Well, it could be the same. She, uh, she could have been named after her. <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so my name's Bauka Kampstra, and uh, I've got a, a couple of poems. I write fairly short poems, so you let me know if there's enough room for an extra one, okay? Okay. All right. I'll give you my first one. I've trained orchids with my tongue, prayed with love, clocked my paranoia spine up with my furious passion. Are you proud, your only love silhouette? There were shadow scraps scattered by our abandon last night over our sheets and last night in our sleep. That's it. Nice. You know, it, I like the way that I mean you've and being able to. Do you when you write? Do you edit? Um, I always edit everything, usually over and over again over the course of years. Mm-hmm. But uh, nothing when I get my hands back on a poem, nothing survives. It gets torn to shreds. I'm like a. <laughs> Pro with a roadkill, I just like get in there and rip out the heart and uh, put it back, and sew it back <laughs> up, create a new Frankenstein. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Um, I can tell. You know, there's there's a there's a sound to there, there's this beautiful quality sound to a well edited piece. You know, where you're able to strip away the the filler words, the ones that add absolutely nothing to the sentence. And a lot of times they're like, and, the, but, you know, to be able to construct a sentence without a bunch of filler. 
and then to be able to pare down precisely the idea but still keep you know instead of becoming abstract in your imagery to still keep that the weight of the tan the weight of something the, the heavy weight of something so tangible in such a lightweight poem such a tiny poem does that make sense do you understand what i'm trying to say <laughs> i do and uh and that is often my objective and i have to say that i fail as often as i succeed and it's a delicate balance but no you're right um, if you can strip something down to its bare essence and not lose its meaning in the process, mm-hmm. absolutely. You, know, you do that have very to... well. Yeah. Are you ready for another one? I am. It is your own voice, Blade, marionette strings woven by secret tongues, distant coyotes echoing divine songs. Breath is a monitor wave deformed by rupture, engraved on air. I built you with the fiber of sleeping dogs, a core of oak and light treads fading into the dust of my skin. I love that one. That was incredible. I created you with that one. God whispered it in my ear. I spoke it, and you were there. I love it. Do you got one more? Uh, sure. Um, all right. Uh, slightly more lighthearted, although it may be hard to see it that way, but okay. For me, it is. Looking at me with important eyes, white hat, tanning breeze, when was the last time there were islands of hot mussels and citrus? When were you to tell me about melting glass, frosted and arrowed in its shatter, swallowing the past, halting the future? Wow. <laughs> I can understand how you say it. At least to me it is. You know, but <laughs> see, seeing the irony in the strange in the world can be pretty joyful. It is, Yeah. And yeah, I wanted to mention, by the way, Michael was very good. I really liked his work. Uh, I had a little hard time hearing the other two, but uh, I heard Michael clearly. He's got a good voice, and he's got a good voice in both sense, a good poetic voice and a good voice for speaking. Yeah, his. I really, li- I really like that one. That's probably one of my favorite of his that I've ever heard. That was just, I just, I thought it was awesome too. I know he'll appreciate you. Appreciate you saying that, sweetheart. Uh, so I guess I have to give my closing, my here I am, find me stuff. Yeah. Oh, and I I should mention I have, well, five books out now. Uh, the fifth is coming out next month, and it's volume four of a four-volume four set entitled um, – Passion demands a vocabulary of desire. That's okay. awesome. and, and Congratulations uh, my, on that. Oh, thank you. Um, my Twitter is at weird, spelt W Y R D E. It's an old word for word. 
And I'm also on Facebook as Bauka Kampstra, and you can probably make about 15, 20 tries before you figure out how to spell that. <laughs> but luckily, they don't have to because <laughs> it is spelled B-A-U-K-E-K-A-M-S-T-R-A. That's it. That's good. My mom's still working on that. <laughs> Honey, it's right in front of me in the chat room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to I hate to pop that bubble that I'm just like a psychic impressive memory, but yeah, you're you're sitting right there yeah, looking at your I cute know. little face right now. <laughs> oh you have to you have to hold on to your psychicness for when it's most weak <laughs> wired, right? So you know, that's exactly. your that's some everyday poet. <laughs> Uh, 100% true Alright baby, appreciate you so much I hope you call nope. in and share I'll, some stuff next week Okay I'll try, I work every day So I work late usually But uh, I'll try Just remember Bathroom breaks Are allowed And bathrooms have incredible acoustics <laughs> They sure do uh, they are the most contemplative place in the house, too. <laughs> you know why? Because you can't multitask. Uh, well, I can't you know, multitask. Well, you can, but we're not. That's a different kind of poem altogether. But you know, <laughs> usually you're a pretty captive audience in the bathroom. You know, you you can't multitask. Your brain has to shut down a little bit, and all of a sudden you can hear it. So yeah, it's a very contemplative okay. place. <laughs> all right. Uh, so lovely to talk to you. You have a great night, and uh, congratulations to everyone on the show. They're they're all good. <laughs> I agree. All right, sweetie, okay. appreciate you, and we will talk to you soon, honey. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code five seven three five seven three. You're on the air. I think. Now you are, maybe. 573. Hello? Cannot hear you very well at all. No. You sound a thousand miles away like you're calling me from Mars, Major Tom. Let me try something real quick. Hang on. Do 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 do. Do do do. Mm. All right. Hang up the phone. I'm going to try calling you right back, okay? All right. Hang up. All right. We're going to see if we can get them back on with a better connection. Since I can do this. I think I can do this. I'm going to feel really bad if I told him to hang up and I can't get him back on. Let's dial them. See if we can get through. Hello. Hello. You still sound far away, but not as garbled. Are you? Do are we on speakerphone? Yeah. Get us off speakerphone. 
Listen to me, so bossy and bitchy. Get us off speakerphone. All right, can you hear us? Can you, can, are you there? No, I don't know if getting off speakerphone worked. Oh, his call is doing something really weird. It's not showing him there anymore. All right, we're going to do this again. I'm going to hang up his call. I do the same for you guys. Hang on. All right, let's try calling him again. Are, are we off speakerphone now? Yeah. Dude, your phone sucks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how are you? I'm doing awesome. Who do we have here? Oh, Sin, what's going on with your phone, man? I couldn't even recognize, first of all, I couldn't recognize your voice because you sound a million miles away. I don't know, I dropped on Ah, uh, well, you have to talk really loud and don't go very fast so that we can hear you and understand you, okay? Because you really sound weak. Well, you don't sound weak. You sound Your voice volume is low. That's a better way to put it. Sin, you're cutting out so bad I can't hear you. Are you there? I'm going to try calling you back. Okay. All right. I'll watch for your call, hon. All right. I'm going to go ahead and take another caller while they call back. Let's go ahead and grab 717. 717, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. (laughs) Hey, sweetheart. How you doing? I'm doing okay. What's going on with you? Um, not bad. You are starting to crackle, crackle a little on my end. I'm starting to crackle? Yeah, yeah. it's like the sound is kind of a, almost starting a little bit of reverb. Huh. I don't know. Well, we'll get through it. Technology is a pain sometimes. It happens. Okay, so I can hear you fine. What'd you bring for us, hon? Uh, well, uh, one you commented on. I'm going to do uh, winter breaks. Okay. Winter breaks until springtime coming, but not for him. No, not for him. Despair deepening. He locks the door, shutting out his heart. And imagine the collective sigh that's been waiting to breathe. End of peace. That is, uh, to me, there was just, I don't know how, I, you know, it's always open to, um, 
the reader to interpret a piece. And to me, it just that that poem just seems so much about anxiety, and you know the cloistering you do when you feel set apart and absent from life, or you know it just it was very very tangible, heavily tangible in that piece for me. Well, it's kind of what I've been going through the last few months. Kind of like the the resolve in your anxiety, you know. It's like, all right, you know, when when you just I don't know, like when you just stop fighting it for a moment because fighting it's so hard. Yeah. Mhm. Awesome piece, James. Are you gonna? Do you have another one to read? Yeah. Um, completely different direction with this one. This one's titled "Fun in the Fog." Outside with a knife to cut at the rolling dark, beneath the muted glow of streetlights, for no other logical reason than to say I've done it. <laughs> I love. I think the la- the ending made that that was just so endearing to me, and I, it was the ending line. The ending line stuck out, and after you did that ending line, it's like everything else in the entire poem faded. And that needs to be put on a T-shirt. That needs to be put, put on coffee cups. That needs to be put on bumper stickers. Read the last line again. I can't remember what page it was. Now I just lost it. Uh-oh. Uh, hold on. Let's try For no other content. reason than to say I did it. Okay. Behold the beauty of table of contents. Then to say I've done it. That's the last line. Then to say I've done it. That part that needs to be that needs to be on a bumper sticker. <laughs> for no for no other reason than to say I've done it. That's what needs to be on there. Have you done stuff like that in your life? Um, going out into the fog to try and the night? No, not yet. <laughs> no, I mean to to have done something in life just to say you could do it. Uh, don't remember. Well, then go do one. That's your homework for this month. Is to do something just so you can say you've done it. All right. All right. I want to hear about it next week. Okay. <laughs> All right, James. Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Well, I can be found on Facebook. Uh, my poetry page is James E. Rothline. Um I'm also on Instagram and uh, YouTube. I do have two books out that are available on Amazon. Um, the first one was Musing on the Cricket Game of Life, Part One and a Half, and the one I just that I just read from my second book, is an extravagant way of saying nothing. <laughs> I love that one. So, All right. buy my buck. Buy my buck. Buy my buck. 
or I will sup- or I will come and superglue myself to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like more a little more erotic piece than I think we can do here. <laughs> All right, James, great job tonight. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll talk to you then, sweetheart. Okay. Our next caller. Hang on. We're going to go ahead and see if we can get... Five seven three, back on and hear them. Are you there, sweetie? All right. You can. You should be able to hear me now, right? Yes, I can hear you so well. You you know what it was? What? I ate pizza earlier and I had pizza sauce on my hand and fucking got in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so we were listening to you through pizza sauce. That is so yeah. flipping fantastic. <laughs> that's why. That's why you couldn't hear me. The fucking pizza sauce. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, I'll do it in just a minute. Uh, all right. So, <clears throat> Colin, and, 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 uh, near the end of Sinister Spittle's time, I'm getting ready to publish a book, and Sinister Spittle will be no more. You'll get to – I'll still call in, but I'll be calling in under my real name. Um, so. Thank God. Yeah, I'll be. I'm Do you know why? Right, why? Do you know why? Because why? It, it was always so cool to give ourselves pen names. I mean, when I first got on the internet, because some of relation in relation to when I used to have a wild Mustang that I uh, tamed and was given the name Spirit Wild. So when I first came on, I used to write under the name of Spirit Wild. Well, who the hell is Spirit Wild? Nobody knows who Spirit Wild is. Nobody cares. You know, if if somebody from my grade school looks me up on Google to see what I'm up to, I want them to be able to find my work. I want them to see how what I'm doing. I want my real name on there. I don't want to be some weird pen name that I don't get credit for that stuff. You know, so I, I encourage any of us, like you've written under Sinister Spittle for a long time. You know, you should go to everything that you can find you have online with that name and in a parenthesis put your real name. You know, so that you, yeah. you as a human being are still attached to your work. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm glad you're going to be going by your real name. Yeah. I'm going to be publishing Suicide Notions and the Intoxicated Reprieve, and that will be a closing chapter on Sinister Spittle. And the second poem will explain why. Okay. So let me get to the, let me get to the first poem, and the second poem will break your heart and mend it all, all at the same time. This first one is fuckery at its widest, debauchery breathing. Diversion or inspiration leaks out every crevice of life's core. Can you catch it? Or do your fingers have pores? Rationalize the institutionalized fray if you dare. Vacant stares from the preponderously dumbfounded shitty giggles. These plants look like used tampons, my dear man. Wigged out with the wig on that would make Donald frown. Sulfur wet daydreams bat lick on Jersey shores. Rum shaker voodoo sidestep lightly for safety's sake. Coot jello wiggles. The meeting of brilliant shitheads begins promptly at two. 
antisocial rhetoric and pedophiliac innuendo to boot, sour on the winds like a sideways blown fart, deviational power plays set to devour us all, melancholy wriggles. Autumn air cooling the vigorous debate in my mind, warm foliage yet to form as my eagle has denied, hooded up and burning up because it was cool as fuck this morning. Puffing on medicinal, coming at you subliminal. So what? Sideway piddles. Kaleidoscope grins. Got you paralyzed and spent. Drinking mocha, mocha breve, short a latte. Come again. I'm not talking bullshit, but my, my, your ass is wet. Dribble slurs out the side of your fatty lip. Bouncing riddles out the dome and through your eyelids. I take comfort in all this obscurity. Delight when you cringe. It's most becoming. It teeters to the brink of tearing with insanity and peace. Wow. All right, and your second one? And the second one is... The second one is... is The path of my life has been for the last three years. Um, really, it, it should be no secret to anybody... Um, I've been fighting with addiction, and I have uh, fortunately overcame it, and this is about my struggle. It's called Rendered. Humbly medicate this monster to serenity. This is not a choice, but a reckoning. Render a lunatic fringe, something outside a straitjacket. While I'm not in that which has gone to pass, stipulate meaning. Triggers are short value in the greater of worth. Used to inject false bravado to gain delusional reason. Only to really unleash mad seasons of hurricane windfalls. Protrusions and cryptic elixirs. Never fix such ailings. Deformed menageries. Custom suited now with an arsenal of moral evaluation. Reinforced power bank support systems set to save me. These stipulations started via court order were forsaken. Blessed be I that I awoke to render what they gave me. My heart's coming home. Circle is whole again. Love is what saved me. And peace. You know, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I seriously am proud of you. Thank you very much. I've gone through a lot. The last eight months have been... Uh, challenge and uh, sobriety and mental health and I've taken care of both and I'm a better man today for it. Um, I was on the brink of destruction. I was destruction. I was I was a monster. Uh, I was I was failure and I came back and the reason I came back was because I have love and. I found love for myself, and that's what really saved me because uh, I can't give and receive the abundance of love around me without having it for myself. And, um, you know, I work every day, work every day. You know, I, I think that the wording on that needs to change. It's not that you can't be loved by things around you unless you love yourself. I think it's that you can't recognize that you're loved around you if you don't love yourself. 
because never doubt that you are loved and that you are important and you are an incredible stone in the foundation of what makes this show and this community and our circle a fantastic place. So, you know, when when you say that, it's it's that I think it's that you don't recognize that you're loved, not that you're not loved because you are. Oh no, I know I'm loved. Okay. No, I'm loved. I just had to, I had the I had to to love me. Um, I had to you do. Know that uh, I was worth it. You know, self worth is, yep. is 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 something that we take for granted. And um, when we take it for granted, we start getting lost. And uh, that can be an abysmal ch- uh, chasm of uh, dark places when we get when we get in that hole. And uh, you know, I didn't think I, I could create and, and do the things I do. And I, I am uh, brevity has become my my new thing and <laughs> the epic poet. But uh, you know, I still finding impact and, and short things I'm, I'm painting and it, it, it's it's cool it's, it's different but it's still cool uh, life's good life's good and soon you'll get to meet the real me uh, well, I, I'm proud of you but even I mean I am proud of you but I, even more kind of I'm, I'm excited for you because it's almost like going through your going through your life with glasses on or with glasses, no, with needing glasses. And everything's blurry, but something changes, you know, and all of a sudden you're looking at the world through completely different eyes and everything is clear and new and brighter and crisp and exciting and, you know, that passion, you know, that you're going to find and the 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 fun you're going to have. Yeah. You know, letting your letting yourself go and finding out who you are and your your self discovery and you know the the hardest part about doing that is opening the door, taking off all the bullshit and leaving it on the step and walking through and you've done that and I'm just I'm excited for you I am so proud to be standing here with you at this moment. We all are. Thank you, Alex. Glad to share it with you. Awesome, sweetie. Well, tell everyone how they can come find you. Uh, uh, you can come find me Friday night on the Costa Nostra Radio, the Costa Nostra Radio on Blog Talk at 10 p.m. Eastern and Sinister's Sanitarium, Poetry of the Insane. Bring me your insanity poetry. I have a show. Yes, I have a show. Come and <laughs> read your not just read your poetry, but perform your poetry, emote your poetry, live it. The sanitarium is a safe place for you to unleash the demons and give it all out. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> okay, I'm done. That's some other than that, stuff. Other you guys that, just think I'm know, sweet. Google that shit. You can find me anywhere. GTS, man, GTS. Google that shit. Yep. Uh, I gotta go take care of my kids. All right, hon. Thank you. Great job tonight, sweetheart. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. All righty. Our next caller. 
comes from area code 919, and they're going to be followed by 832, by the way. So 919, you're on the air. Hello, Amanda. Hey, yes, sweetheart, how are you? It's been I a while, Granville. You missed it. Yes, all is well over here, all is well. So you're doing well while. now? Huh? You're doing okay? Yes, I'm doing great, I'm doing great. Uh, let me let me perform this poem here for you, and then i got to help my, my, my buddy here find her phone. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna do this poem for you since I haven't do it, done it. I'm doing it because this is this is COVID nineteen and people are dying. There is so much death all around us. It's disheartening. So I'm gonna do this poem for you. It is called Beyond the Grave. The thought of my death is an insult. To me, I am above this. This cannot be my fate. It is beneath me. I would remonstrate the indignity. Divinity does not become this. Rigor mortis and I should Never be acquainted, the rigid fool. I am befuddled. It disturbs me that I should have an end. Mortality, I am above it. The grave cannot contain me. It's a sham. A force, a transition, a temporary thing, and it shall pass, for we are more than this. We are more than this. Thank you very much, Naira. Thank you. Hello? Hello? Did I lose her? I don't think so. What did I do wrong here? Hello? Can you hear me now? Are you there? Huh. I cannot hear him now. All right. I do not know what happened, Granville. Um, I heard your piece. I thought it was awesome. Uh, But you couldn't hear me talking for some reason. So let me do something here real quick. Since... All right. So you can find Granville at Granville John Hedrinch. I can't, oh, I just bit my tongue. I bit my tongue. H e d r i n g t o n. 
all right, <laughs> on Facebook. You can find him there. Amazing guy. Appreciate you. Great peace tonight, sweetheart. I don't know what happened, but we lost him. All right. Let's go ahead and grab area code 832. 832, you're going to be followed by, or uh, yeah, you're going to be followed by 984 and then 807. So 832, you're on the air. Alexa, play. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Where the names have all changed and you'll come around. <laughs> Who did something need ya? Back here where we need ya. Where we teach you a lot. But you got the porridge spot. Welcome back. 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 <laughs> Welcome back. The ladies are all the around. Back here where we need ya. Well, teach you a lot, but you got the poetry spot. Welcome back. 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 Alexa, stop. Welcome back. Do you know how much I love you? <laughs> I mean, seriously, how how awesome having you in my life is. Oh, shucks, that, girl. That was oh, that was incredible. I can't even tell you. My face hurts right now because I'm grinning so big. That was, that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I didn't know you hear if you heard the whole thing. Uh, you know, mic to mic and all that stuff and speakerphone. I don't know. Maybe you heard some of it. Maybe you heard all of it. I don't know. <laughs> I heard all of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you oh okay. Hear, you, you, can can hear, rest, you can hear so. it in the background. Yeah, it was good. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. Well, other it than is, that, I, I, I will say adieu. I, I, I don't, uh, don't want to do no poetry. I'll save it for next month. So, <laughs> uh, Welcome back, uh, Smokey Burnt. Treasures in the bag, uh, all that good stuff. Hey, welcome back. Watch, watch my page, see, because you'll I'll show you pictures of the fish I found. I oh, discovered okay. articulated oh. I discovered articulated fish fossils in a place where they were previously unrecorded there being any. That's like a that's wow. like really cool. So I get to so report now that this location. It it was part mm. of an old lake bed. They just didn't know that the lake bed was that high. There's no way the fish could have gotten that high in the lake bed, the ancient lake bed, unless the lake had been that high. So where I was, the formation I was in, there have been no articulated fish 
skeletons found, and I just found them there. So it's kind of cool. So this is like the wall of a cliff or, or something like that? It is a cliff face where part yeah. of the cliff is above ground. The part where I was searching this time, this is a, a location, secret location of mine that I go, I've been to five years in a row now. Um, but the part of the cliff that I have been working on is actually underground. So in st- you, you don't want to take stuff out of a cliff face. That's bad. It can fall on your head. Okay. It can it can cause erosion. It's just not a good thing. You don't want to pull a cliff apart. But a cliff doesn't start. There's overbearing. So a t- cliff doesn't stop at ground level. It keeps going underneath you. So what I do is I come back away from the cliff about 20 feet and then go down and find the bedrock of that cliff face and start going from there. Um but yeah, that formation should not have fish bones, period. And articulated fish are that's where like you get the whole fossil of the whole bone of the whole fish. And unless you're from Cameron, Wyoming, that's a pretty rare thing to get have. So it's cool. I'm excited. I sound like such a nerd right now. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> no, that that sounds good. Okay. I I'll be I'm looking on your page. You don't have it on there now, but I guess in the no, there's. In I just got days. back late. I got home really super late last night. It was yeah. crazy. I was there because of all the forest fires here. They had us routed through a very small, tiny two-lane, super twisty, kiss your ass corner forest road, 47 miles of six percent, six to 12 percent downgrade. I've got a semi truck behind me. This twisty, wow. turny craziness raining sideways, the wind is blowing so hard that it's blowing the wind sideways. Trees are blowing, branches are blowing off trees, pine trees are just going crazy, things sweeping across the road. I come around this corner, and there's an accident with a semi-truck tipped over alongside the road because the corner was too sharp, and it was one of those double-deckers that carries a whole bunch of brand-new cars. So there were brand-new yeah. white cars scattered all over the road and up the hill and down in ditches. Wow. And <laughs> they had all the wow. tow trucks up there clearing the road. It was crazy. Wow. Why did I wow. tell you that? You always I'm get weird things. I'm your professor. <laughs> I'm really a professor. Yeah, you're a professor. That's good. That's good. It was crazy driving home. Anyway, all right. I don't know what we were talking Charles about, but <laughs> love you, I sweetheart. Mean. Thank you for my song. You were so awesome. All right. You take care. I'll be looking forward to those pictures. All righty. I'll put them up there for you. Everything. Oh, that, right. was, that was my point. I didn't come until really late last night, so the entire truck is still packed. I haven't even unpacked anything. I just packed my ass to bed. I was tired. Okay. So in the next three or four days or whatever, a week, yeah. uh, I'll be looking at them. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll tag you, okay? All right. Bye-bye. All right, baby. Take care. Bye, hon. Bye-bye. All right. (coughs) Excuse me. All right, so our next caller is going to come from area code 984. 984, you're on the air. Hey, Hey, what's up, Linda? Linda. Hey, what's up, uh... Uh, Sylvia. Have you forgotten me already? <laughs> no, nah, I'll never forget you. <laughs> so what's going on, so Fred? How, how was your trade? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If I if I if my parents made me Fred, I'd just shoot myself in the head. And that's for it. <laughs> I wasn't not, sure. not not meaning anything bad to any Freds out there. <laughs> no, 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 no uh uh disrespect implied, so uh. <laughs> So what are you doing, Glenn? I'm just uh, listening to your show. You know, I'll, as I do on, you know, when I have my moments, I get, you know, and have free time or whatever. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, see, that's why I like you because you're consistent. You've been on the air for 13 fucking years, man. How do you, how, do, how does somebody do that? Even pro, some pros can't, haven't even done that. I mean, the ones that have been, like, Larry King and Art Bell and uh, Bob well, Lotus. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> what's that? What's that dude's name that did the? Uh, and that's the whole truth. Paul for Harvey. Adults. Paul Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's he the rest wrong. of the story. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Let me get into this. Okay. Got my superficial mask on. I'm thick as fuck trying to earn a living. Stuck in the middle of Timberlands. Hey, why not me? If I don't beat you to the punch, I go down with indignity. God will love you more. You'll inherit the world. Hey, you, if you lose a step, I'm going to take it. Face to face, I can read your mind. Crawl back into your cage. Because I got my plastic receptacles all around wherever I go. Got toys you can't even imagine. You get close enough, I'll steal your soul like a five-cent piece of bubble gum. Load the cart, walk out of Walmart. Turn the corner, have it sold before you even knew it happened. Richard, in the moment, hey, you, just when you thought you woke up, try to get back into that ring where you thought you had it made. Welcome to Reckless Pleasure. Hey, you, if I drift your way. You better come with zeal, because if you don't, it's going to cause some hurt. This is called cause some hurt. My name is Glenn Still. That was incredibly performed. That was that was fun Earth. for you. I mean, the 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 performance was fun to hear. It was it was good to hear that. That's Appreciate not it. your norm. Yeah, great job on that. Fantastic, well, my you love. Know, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna let uh, I know you're getting late, so I'm just gonna let other folks come on. Uh, you know, I'll do another just, one next, whenever. All right, know. tell everyone how to find you real quick, honey. Google, just do a Google Glenstill, G-L-E-N-S-C-I-L-L. Awesome. All right, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Okay. 
Oh, by the remember, way, you didn't tell me how wait, wait, wait. You didn't tell me how your vacation went. I heard the story was, of the the flip semi and stuff. But I mean, how oh, was getting away? I mean, did I you get into Zen or was, anything? Did I what? Did you get into Zen or anything? I mean, like, you know. I I was, I was talking about that earlier. You know, it. I there were some incredible moments. Okay, I'll tell you this moment because you'll really appreciate it. All right, here's another moment. I have a thing for the wind. Anyone who knows me, hears me talk about that, has heard me talk about that. I absolutely love the wind is one of the most intoxicating, sensual, spiritual, connected feelings that I have when I'm standing in the wind. And I, it, it can stop me in my tracks and I'll just close my eyes. Well, I'm driving across central Oregon. It's just about sunset. And the wind is blowing like crazy. And I mean, it was blowing so the wind was blowing so bad that the force of the wind, when a semi truck went by me, in addition to the force of the wind, caused my rearview mirror to fold up against my car or my truck. So it was really windy. And so I, I saw these really cool trees, and for some reason it was just saying, stop, just stop for a minute. So I got out and I stopped and I'm standing there and I'm looking at the sunset and the wind is whipping my hair all over everywhere and just super strong and I'm, I'm the smell of sagebrush and I mean it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And then I go to get back in my truck and I look down and there at my toe is a key ring, a silver key ring, like it was meant for me to find, Right. There was this silver-colored wow. key ring, and on the key, no keys, just the key ring, and a set of silver balls. It had a silver ball? Silver balls. They were, they were, they were silver, they were 3D oh. silvered male genitalia without the penis. <laughs> male balls. They were, it was a set of balls on a keychain. Laying there, just as perfect and pretty as can be, right as I... Went to step Dude, back I am telling you right now, okay? See, you're talking about something that I employ in my poetry uh, ridiculously hard, which is storytelling, okay? That would be such a perfect friggin' essay, story, short story, but even more, if it was poetical, it would just bomb, you know? I mean, to wind up with a pair of silver bull balls. <laughs> your I, I will take a All picture right. of them and show them to you. I am absolutely okay. not kidding. Veins and everything, folk. We're talking bull ball. We're talking balls. That's craziness. Balls. A set of silver balls. They, where do you think it came from? I have no idea. Someone else that pulled over, obviously, on that same. You know, but what are the chances out of. All that I mean, we we're talking about hundreds of miles of straight road. I mean, not even a hiccup on these I roads, right? Those, I guess you hope those hanging from your mirror. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a pair I for mean, my truck now. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I put it on the back like the Cowboys do in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, I mean, seriously, yeah. what are the hey. chances? Four hundred miles of straight road stretched all the way across. And I just happened to pull over at the exact straight, not even a historical marker or anything, right? Just a strange, weird pullover spot on the side of the road at the exact, and stop at the exact spot where there's a pair of silver balls laying on the ground. That's crazy. That is craziness. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. 
I think you're um, probably the one person I know who would really appreciate the significance of that I story. I did appreciate that story. <laughs> I, I did appreciate it. I, you know what? I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read one more. It's going to be quick, okay? But okay. I wrote this on my birthday. I think I think I wrote it on my birthday. Yeah, nah, maybe I, yeah, I did. But I wrote another one on my birthday, too. That's kind of very oblique. But, uh, okay, so um, let me do When this was your birthday? Quick. The 20th. I missed it. Happy birthday it's to a, you. I, Happy birthday oh, no, to you. No. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Glenn. Happy birthday to you. Mwah. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> no, I don't want to advertise my birthday. I did that one year on Facebook back when we we both joined up. And I was indonated or. What what's that term? Inundated. Or the word inundated. Yeah, with, I mean, my wall looks like for the, for like four days. I was like, damn man, I can't even post any poetry. <laughs> I'm like, I'll never do that one again. Uh, all right, so yeah, Let's get into this. All right. You think I'm slow down, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Just wait because I beat when I got in my mind that I wrote this to. Oh my god, here it comes. You call, ask me out. It's just it's a special occasion. I'm made up. Ain't got going anywhere on my mind. You persist. So you buy the alcohol. Okay. But I don't do bars. Let's get a 13-pack. Head to the park. You drink Bud. I drink IPA. It's Sunday. No hard liquor available. But go to jail for driving without a license. Keep it square. You'll post bond. Okay. It's been a while since we hooked up been forever since I've seen you drunk. I don't mind having to pull over, turn my head as you pee behind a bush. I'm okay with that. I gave you advice. Slow your roll on that 24-pack. You're like, oh, Cleopatra acting like a queen of shit. Had to kick your door in because you lost your keys from the car to the porch Put you to bed, slept on the couch with your cat wrapped around my neck. Woke up dehydrated, filled two glasses of water. Gently shook you awake, said, Hey, baby girl, drink this. You'll be okay. I got a run. I got an Uber way outside. You're like, Are you okay? Like, yeah. I'm fine. See you next time. Whenever that is. It's called Okay, my name's Glenn Still. I love it. You these you you don't normally do music and stuff with yours. This was really cool. It was really cool to see you play with that. Oh I actually I always do music with my stuff. I mean even I mean in my head or if I have a crack or I mean, you've probably heard me a couple times go, 
hey, let me pull this pack up that I found off of, you know, this special site that they let you utilize their their uh, tracks to and shit like that. But um, everything I write has a musical uh, background to it, seriously. There's nothing that I write, even if I'm writing a short story or an essay or, you know, or even a one-liner, you know, like a quote. It always has, there's a musical element to it, you know. So, just a twist of the turn. All right, let me let you get back to your people, all right? All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you right. so much. You did a fantastic job. All right, love you. I love you. Love you too, hon. <laughs> Bye. All right. Mr. Glenn Steele. Google him. Amazing. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Nyla Hey, sweet. You did call in. How you doing, Robbie, baby? Oh, not bad. I was (laughs) laughing at your story about about those balls. I gotta say that silver ball, man. That's all I I I, 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 get I to actually literally can say that and it be the truth. I have a set of silver balls, man. Don't mess with me. Right? <laughs> it made me think of uh I was doing uh I was just being goofy with some filters on one of my cameras and uh I uh I was just telling something about something that I finally got done and all that and I said, Grab life by the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I think she found it quite funny. <laughs> but anyway, that's my little bizarre segue. <laughs> to where, though? Hmm? To where? To where? Yeah. Where? I, I, was, I, was just texting to, I was texting to a friend. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I finally got this done. Yeah, grab last by the balls. <laughs> balls to the wall. Anyways, uh, I have uh, two little poems here, and one of them is kind of different. I may have read it here a long time ago, but probably long enough that you don't remember it well or you don't remember it. And it's called It from Bit, and it's kind of computer-inspired because, as everyone knows, I am a nerd. And uh, so I read this one first, and then I have another short one. So, it's a little stupid virus update pop-up thing here. Go away. <laughs> there we go. Uh, it from bits. It from bits. Quantizing information from the universe. Matter manifesting from information. Raw, untainted, with imposed and rigorous form. The universe springs to existence from zeros and ones. Binary existing, giving birth the emergent phenomena of complexity for complexity is simplicity built upon itself into infinity the beauty of the simplex giving birth to the complex the wonders of the universe lay plain for to see for all to find but further treasures reside on the underside the hidden dimension of the numbers of it all physicality bursting forth from mathematical reality I shall close my eyes as I open my mind, zeros and ones imprinting themselves behind my eyelids as I feel myself launched forward into the informa- informatics, the systematics 
of every phenomenon residing in the universe for all to find. And I took some poetic license and basically made up a couple of words in that one. <laughs> and uh, this one is Starlight Inside. I can't remember if I had Star Sevron in mind with this one or not, but it kind of does go along with that. So, uh, Starlight Inside. Diving into the swirling vortex of my heart, I sense the growing starlight inside as I breathe into the dark and deep, sensing the peace that was hidden so deep inside. It starts to seep, seep, seep as I slip into a restful sleep, sleep, sleep. I divine the meaning of this starlight so bright and new, imbued with an effortless peace and gentle vigor, stirring with shifts of light never seen before, from incidental infrareds to undulating ultraviolets. I absorb the light effortlessly through my skin as it pools to the center of my forehead, and it bursts so gently but with such power. I know that with my posture, it will never again glower with darkness, postured properly with strength and with peace, and to dive in deeply, even more deeply, once more, one more time without a trace of fear so that I may be submerged completely inside of it, the starlight that resides within, swirling and whirling in the vortex of my heart. As the peace, it once again starts to seep, seep, seep as I slip into a peaceful sleep, sleep, sleep. And so those are a nerd poem and a existential poem for you there <laughs> that could be like a new form that could be a new subgenre of poetry for me nerd poetry <laughs> everyone want to listen to my nerd poem you'll never understand <laughs> it but hey <laughs> you'll understand you're, a quarter of what I'm talking about in the poem you're such but a hey, strange cookie <laughs> no. proud of it <laughs> yeah and speaking of nerding out uh, just before I give all my info, when you were talking about archaeology, uh, a video sprang up to my uh, uh, to mind for me right away, and I posted it on your Facebook. Because they were talking about carbon dating, and I can't remember. I have to watch it one more time, the, all the details on it. But they're talking about how carbon dating uh, could be in trouble now. Saying so, about one of the way one of the carbons is is deteriorating now is it's kind of getting wonky, eh? But they might have a fix for it, but they're still looking at it. So something I thought you might find interesting. So uh, <clears throat> with all that said and done, uh, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry if you just Google that. And so that's, that'll get you to my... Although I have to fix the tags a bit in that, but that should get you to my SoundCloud, my Facebook uh, my two Instagrams, and uh, the links are on my Facebook page, so that's kind of the easiest portal for it now. So that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that made sense entirely. All of it. Hmm. That made that sense. That made sense, sense entirely in its entirety. Oh, okay. Oh, good. 
All right, my darling, do me a favor. You know the trail. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, just uh, like I said, just uh, easiest way, just go to Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry and just um, just look up under, yeah, just look up under there and you'll see all the links that I'm attached to. <laughs> Very cool. All right, sweetie, appreciate you. I'm glad you were able to call in. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Robbie, baby, the, uh, we will Thursdays talk to you next are, week. Uh, yeah, Thursdays are, are, are uh, for a while now at least it seems Wednesdays, Thursdays are free and, and probably Friday. Then I own you so, on Thursdays. Hmm? Then I own you on Thursdays. <laughs> that itself makes it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robbie, thank you so much, sweetheart. Appreciate you, hon. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I am great, my dear. I am great. And how are you? I am awesome. It's really good to hear from you, Granville. My dear, it's good to hear from you as well. Were you on that? I missed you a couple of weeks. How come? Ah, uh, that's that's a question of wonder myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some sometimes I just maybe fell asleep, fall asleep, or ask them. But you know, I haven't really been too enthusiastic about the poetry lately. But I realize that I have to snap out of it. Because I've come too far not to be to lose interest, you know. I mean, like I'm not performing locally, so that was part of the problem too. Do I hear crickets? But cricket? it don't matter because I am back. Do I hear crickets? Are you are you near what is that huh? noise? What is that noise I hear? Oh oh sorry, sorry, I was I was opening my door. I was just about to go inside. Anyway, what happened earlier when I was when I was performing? Hello. Go go ahead. I can hear you. I was saying what happened earlier when I was trying to perform. I don't know. Did, did you hear no anything? I, you I no you I could hear you. I heard the whole piece. I heard you read the whole piece. You just couldn't hear me talking at the end. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I, I heard the whole piece, and then I was talking to you and trying to tell you what happened, like you couldn't hear me, but you were already gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I, my friend here was trying to find her phone, and she wanted me to call her phone for her. That was really happy, too. Anyway, I'm going to give you this other poem just to... Let me see which poem I'm going to do. The poem I'm going to do is called Knowledge. I have loved knowledge all of my life. I followed her, quoted her, wooed her, 
love her from a distance, up close and personal. Ever the focus of my gaze, I loved or cherished none more. And this morning, as I awaken, opened my eyes, and there she laid beside me, my lover. Soundly asleep she lays, and I am comforted. Wisdom stands God at my door and acknowledges my rising with understanding round and about ever present the glory of God, my benefactor and strength of my life. The morning favors me, for there are no strange bedfellows here. As love is in the ear, we frolic and play under the auspices of the Almighty God Himself, and there be no higher power. Thank you, my dear Nigel. Thank you. You are very welcome. It was awesome to hear, honey. Thank you, my dear. I'm, I'm happy to be heard, my friend. I'm happy to be heard. I'm glad you were able to call back in. All right, we will talk yeah. to you next week. Yes, my dear. You can yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be I'll be in the lineup more consistently. Very cool. All right, Granville, thank you so much for your heart. Tell everyone how to find you. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram, same name Granville John Hedrington. And and you can get my books to buy on Amazon, Poetry for Thought, book one. No, book two and book three. They don't have book one. So I'll okay. appreciate your support. Thank you very much, Nigel. Right. You have a great you, night. You too, hon. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from 863. 863, you are on the air. Oh, um, um, he- hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm doing okay. And um, oh, and I and I have um some of my friends, um um, their husband and wife and and their daughter. They moved to Oregon. They went to um, they, they already moved there now. They already arrived there. They went to Madras. I think it was called Madras. Oregon. I just that's when I left for my trip. When I left to go on vacation, I went to Madras, a little place called Terraboon, which is right wow. next to, to Madras. 
and I stayed there for two days, but the air quality was above 570. It was like it was higher than they could record, and it was really super bad. So there was no way I could stay there. It was super unhealthy. So I packed up and went further east in the, uh, the high deserts in Oregon, and there was no smoke there, so it was safe to be there and stuff. But Madras is where I started out. That's where my all of my research and all of my stuff, that's where I was supposed to be. But I'm really glad that I ended up where I did. Because they just got there last week. I think it because I'm I'm pretty sure it was Madras. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's awesome. Now you can come visit them and me. <laughs> yeah, but that'd be harder because I don't have transportation, and, and I'm, oh, I can take a bus or something like that. You could do that. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um. And and to, and tonight, um, I got um. A poem for for from Gary is called Dead or Alive. Okay. Okay. Okay, Dead or Alive by Gary Snyder. Okay. Is there realization when you're dead? Is there a discerning moment when you think you're going to be dead or when you believe you're going to be dead? At this moment, will you realize and know what you will not give up? And you will fight for until your death, the end. I loved it. Yep. Okay, that's a good one. Awesome it was one. a good one. Yep. It makes you think. It does. It really does. Yep. He's an he's an awesome, phenomenal poet. I'm not just saying that because he's my husband. That's because I'm saying it because it's the truth. It is. Yep. All right. And did you bring us one of yours? Um. Uh, yes. It's called um, Tuna Silence. Okay. okay. The full moon. Okay, wait. The full moon shining on earth, the stars twinkling and sm- and smiling as you took my hand. We walked to the tune of silence, just music in our minds. We didn't mind, for we're still in love after all these years. The end. Who were you talking about? <laughs> Gary. <laughs> My teddy bear darling. Teddy bear darling, I knew it. Yes. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Awesome, and, sweetheart. Okay, Can I read one more? It's of going course. to be a short one, too. Okay, it's called Lover's Haven. Holding on to you like a vine wrapped around a tree, I feel safe and warm. Our love keeps me holding on. Please do not let go of me. Oh, yes, I'll be here for you until the sun dies. You are my sunshine. I promise I'll never go. You are all I'll ever want. The end. And did you write that one, or did Gary write that one? No, I wrote that one. That's what I thought. Yep, yep, because it's a, it's a poem where it's a um, you you the first part you well you go back and you can t- you don't have to get somebody help work with you you can do it yourself but the first part will be be you and the second part you put yourself in in somebody else's shoes so first part was me and the second part is like Gary was talking back to me. 
Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. All right, tell us how we find you guys, honey. Oh, okay. Um, you can find our books, um, Reflections of Our Inner Beings, The Aura of Truth, and and two, and two Hearts in One. You can find it on um, Amazon.com, and then you can find us on our official website, um, uh, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot web wix dot com dot com front slash poetry, and then you can um, find Gary on reverbnation um, um, dot com, Facebook dot com, on um, poetrypoem dot com, and um, I forgot the um, the others in. And he's also on Beaver of Nation, and he's also Google Bo and Google Giggle Bo. And you can find me on um, uh, Facebook.com, BeaverBNation.com, and you can find me on um, PoetryPoem.com, um, uh, write, write PostPublish.com. And um, I'm also on um, ko-fi.com, and um, you can find us every set, well, this Saturday night. Well, we, we're heading to Poetry Club, and this Saturday evening at 5 o'clock, you can find us. Um, we'll be on freeconferencecall.com, and we'll be doing an um, open mic poetry show for 100,000 poets for change. It's going to be in international. And if anybody who lives in China, Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, or Hong Kong. If you all want to join, well, you let me know because it's going to cost, cost um, $10 for each one. Awesome. That's yes. going to be a lot of fun. Yes, yes. And I don't know how long it's going to last because depends on who's going to be there. I don't know. I hope somebody comes with us. And, um, and, and my friends cross the street. Um, Satana and Christy, um, they're going to um, be w- be with me and the host too, and they're going to oh, bring something cool. too. Yes, they're going to bring something too. Are those the girls I've seen in the videos? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yes. All right, sweetheart. Post on my page. Let everybody know that information when it's time. Okay. 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 I sure will. Perfect. Okay. All right, thank you so much, sweetheart. Okay, you're welcome. And I'm glad you enjoyed your trip. I did. I had so much fun. I wish you guys all could have been there. I wish I could, like, filmed it so you could watch. Wow. You know, or had you guys there so you could just see some of the things I saw that were amazing. Wow. It reminds me of when I was was a kid and I was in Girl Scouts. (laughs) First time I went camping, it was... We didn't have no tent or nothing. We and that was in Laurel, Indiana, and um, and we 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 slept out on the um in the ground in our sleeping bag. That's cool. Yes. I, well, one of the coolest things that happened while I was there is I found an Indian village, a whole Indian village that took up acres. I mean, it went all along the. The the dam was built in 1830 or 1934. It was built in 1934, so the lake wasn't as high. Wow. The, the lake, when it's full, it covers the Indian village or the Native American village now. Um, but it didn't back then. 
because wow. the lake wasn't as high. It was a river that went through there, and it was this great big, huge, grassy slope. And just to go from one fire ring to the next fire ring to the next fire ring, and it just went on forever. Like a whole quarter of the shoreline was this huge, amazing village, and I got to walk around, and I kept finding little feathers laying on the ground. Oh. And it's like I, in my brain I was picturing the ghost of a little Indian girl running ahead of me and hiding between shadows and leaving feathers in my path when I wasn't looking and then getting real excited when I found them and laughing and running ahead and putting another one because everywhere I went I found feathers. Of course, it had nothing to do with the fact that I was on the shoreline of a lake. It was definitely because a little Indian ghost girl was, a little Native American ghost girl was, uh, I try so hard to be pretty correct, I mess up sometimes. Um, But it's because she was running ahead and and putting them there for me to find and playing games with me. And that's what was going on in my head. So I I walked all over everywhere and I have this whole fistful of feathers now (laughs) because I didn't want her feelings by not picking up one that she left for me. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a be an awesome poem for you to write. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. It, it was pretty amazing. I can't even tell you. You know, I've never been in so in love with a place that literally laughs in your face when you're there and whispers, "I'm going." Not that I want to, or you, I could, or whatever, but whispers, "I'm going to kill you." <laughs> you know, it is the most unwelcoming landscape. You know, Meek's Trail went right through there, you know, where all the people died and all this stuff. The, wow. On the Oregon wagon trains, it's, it's not a good place. You know, it's not inviting. It's not nurturing. It's not, but there's a wildness to it, Yes. you know, that I think just takes, you know, it just that kind of a landscape speaks to certain people, I guess, or something like that. And just, you know, it's it's, beautiful and wild and dangerous and deadly and you know nobody wants to be there which makes you want to be there all the more yes i can't even explain it i just i love it there i oh i love it wow it was was so hard to come home i seriously tried to figure out a way that i would be able to broadcast the show from a table down at the little oasis cafe that is this hole in the wall place? The closest gas station is 57 miles in one direction and 58 miles in the other direction. And wow! And you know, if you ate there, you ended up with diarrhea for a week. But it didn't matter because the coffee was good, even though there was a layer of grease on the top. You know, it was yep. the you know you you order biscuits and gravy and you take enough with you to eat for three days. They feed you so much. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was it was cool. I wish you all I wish you all could have been there, but you know. Wow. Actually, I'm really glad you all weren't there. I wouldn't have gotten anything done. <laughs> but yeah. I was thinking of you while I was there. <laughs> well, <laughs> the camp the campgrounds wouldn't hold everybody, I don't think, in all the counties. No. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Thank you, honey. Well, you're welcome. Okay. And we will talk to you next week. Yes. I'll be here next week. All right. Tell us how to find you guys. Did you already? Yes. Yes. Oops. Okay. All right. Love you. Okay. We love you, too. Thank you, Noreen. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) And have a good night. You, too, sweetheart. We love you guys. Okay. We love you, too. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and take 419 as our last caller for the evening. 419, you're on the air. Hey, Nala. Hey, 
Hey, you made it in. Yes. By the skin on by oh. by the skin on chicken teeth or something like that. <laughs> however that saying goes. Yes. How are you? <laughs> I'm awesome. It's good to hear from you, sweetheart. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Just uh, uh, trying to stay safe. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Just. Uh, stay safe. Oh, you mean because of the virus? Uh, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Please do that. Yes. I thought I'd been gone for two weeks out in the middle of the boonies. I thought maybe something happened and I hadn't caught it on the news yet. It's like, what's going on with Brown Marie? What's go- no? Nothing better. Fuck with you. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> missed you. What'd you bring for us tonight, baby? Okay, uh, it's one. Um, I don't think I've ever read it. Uh, it's from a book. It's called Who Will. This poem is for my brothers. Honor your fathers, your sons, and your mothers. Honor your daughters, your sisters, and self. Because if you don't, who will? Chill with the brutality, the fatality, the totality of the slave mentality. It's genocide. Are you blind? Ride the middle passage of your mind into the land of discord. Hold on to the umbilical cord of the motherland. Stand. Raise your hand and shout, no more, no more. Before there was anyone, there was me. I demand to be free, because if you don't, who will? Still the burdens of 200 years. The oceans are filled with tears of slaves who jumped overboard and tried and swam to the bottom. It was an act of bravery, see, because death was better than slavery. But slavery can exist in the mind, in the mind of the junkie living with that monkey, eyes running, nose dripping, scratching and slipping, slipping in the darkness, slipping in the darkness. Slipping into darkness. And we be slipping into the darkness of the dungeons of hell. Locked down in jail. Clang, clang, bang, bang. And another brother fell. Slipping into darkness. Slipping into darkness. What kind of stories will our children tell? If we don't teach them right from wrong. Show them that their minds are strong. Teach them the words of our freedom song. Lift every voice and sing. Who will? And this poem is for my brothers. Honor your fathers, your sons, and your mothers. Honor your, your sisters, your daughters, yourself. See, we got to stop killing each other. But we need to start feeling each other and be about healing each other. Because if we don't, who will? And Paul. Now, that's, that is the, the, the age-old slap-in-the-face wake-up call. Because if we don't, who will? You know, there used to be a time when, you know, I always use this example, but, you know, something happened and the whole community came out. You know, some if some a woman lost her husband, the whole village would hunt and feed them, you know, her and the, and the children through the winter and take care of them. You know, the whole community right. made sure they were okay. There was a time when we were programmed like that. I mean, it wasn't even a, a question of, you know, this is just we do this because it's the right thing. And, you know, as we have led more privileged lives, when we have not, you know, when we're not in, when when we forgot what survival mode is like, we forgot how to be good, I think, yeah. truly good. Yeah, when people really looked out for and cared about one another. I mean, yeah, like, and it, 
you know, the, the neighborhood I grew up in. I mean, it really was a village. You know, everybody watched out for everybody else. You know? Mhm. Yeah. I loved it, sweetheart. Fantastic job. Did you have a second one you wanted to read? Uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm twisting your arm, by the way. Okay. All right. This is this is from my uh, my book, Blue Notes and Love Quotes. Uh, I don't think I've ever read this one either. It's called uh, Love and Rapture. First time my eyes gazed on your face. My heart skipped a beat just to make you a place. A place where forever I knew you would dwell. It was love at first sight. How deeply I fell. The very first time that I heard your voice, I knew that forever it would make me rejoice. But no other sounds, but no sweeter sound had I ever heard. It was love at first sound from the very first word. The very first time that our lips would meet, it seemed like the heavens were under my feet. And somewhere above them I floated in bliss was breathtaking love with the very first kiss. The very first time that we lay down as one, oblivious to everything under the sun. While volcanoes erupted, I was lost in the rapture of all of the love that each moment could capture. See, the very first time my eyes gazed on your face, I opened my heart just to make you a place, a place where forever I knew you would dwell. It was love at first sight, and how deeply I fell. Perfect. You know, you are you are the perfect. You are the the. How do I want to put it? You're the perfect person to close out the show. Thank you. You just it's just you you have such a grace about you and so much talent and a way of delivery and you know there's an there's an exhale that you bring that's just amazing i appreciate you so much i appreciate you being able to get i mean it was like four what four and a half minutes before you know it's <laughs> uh-huh. kind of pushing it <laughs> <laughs> All right, my love. Do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Melvin Douglas Johnson, and I'm also on YouTube and uh, All Poetry. Perfect. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes. All I right. You. I missed Thanks. you. I missed you. Oh, I missed you too. I really did. I'm just really happy to be back. All right, we'll talk to you then, baby. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. You have been sp- blah, 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 blah. I've been talking for throughout. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. The Sound of Ink. It has been an amazing night. I'm real happy to be here with you. I'm going to close the show with a piece called "All Out of Smokes" by Jimmy Ray, the Word Machinist. And here we go. We'll talk to you guys next week. <sighs> Good night, everybody. Well, the streets are alive, and I'm dizzy as hell. The sidewalks are listening to the church steeple bell, and the mailbox is talking to the cracked bulb streetlight. The trash cans are singing the junk choir tonight. 
Then I stumble, almost fall. The only soul on the street. Where are all the hookers? There's no shuffling of feet. And the city is dead. Are you still around? Looks like the circus has packed up and left town. Well, the cigarette machine just told me to fuck off. Said he was all out of Viceroy's and was closing up shop. And I can't get a drink because the bars are asleep. The bowling alley is snoring while the lampposts all weep. And I stumble, almost fall, the only soul on the street. Where are all the hookers? There's no shuffling of feet. The city is dead. Are you still around? Looks like the circus has backed up and left down. Could it really be true? I'm all alone on this earth. No fire, no brimstone, no hallowed rebirth. And I'm all out of smokes, like a naked-faced clown, since last night when that comet roared into town. And I stumble, almost fall, the only soul on the street. Where are all the hookers? There's no shuffling of feet. The city is dead. Are you still around? Looks like the circus has packed up and left.